computer. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Booze and Biz. Today is February, freaking February 1st, Wednesday, February 1st. Um, this is the greatest show on the internet that involves drinking and business at the same time. I think it might be the only one that does that, but that's uh, that's all good. So anyways, welcome. If you guys don't know me, my name is Nick Lassett. Uh, I'm a YouTuber and uh, I've been called an influencer a couple times recently, so that's cool. Um, I influence I influence things um today we got uh hold on i'm trying to get my thing up here bear with me there we go my computer's running very slow it kind of struggles once we do uh once we do streaming um all right all right all right all right all right so tonight oh i got my wrong beer out i'm being bad okay so tonight i'm drinking dos equis dos equis and i've got a little dos equis story for you later so this is what we're drinking um, I was going to crack this on camera and I didn't bring a bottle opener. So we are off to a raging start tonight. It's going to be a great show. I promise. I'm going to make a comeback from muting myself, hitting myself in the face with a bottle cap while opening a beer with scissors. It's going to be a wonderful night. I promise. So if you guys uh, want to hang out, then you guys can do so on Facebook. If you want to join the conversation, jump in the zoom link. I put it over there um, in the Facebook comments. It's pinned so you can see it forever and ever and ever and ever. Um, if you guys want to support the show, oh no, first we're going to go, okay, so I'm drinking Dos Equis. No, I, there's no uh, business or there's no freaking drink sponsor yet again this week. Despite me sending three emails last week, I did try. Okay, I did try. I sent, I sent a couple emails, tried to get us a, a drink sponsor. Question is, who's going to give us free booze? Somebody's out there is going to do it. We're just going to keep pushing. Until then, we're just going to keep drinking our favorite drinks. So we got Dos Equis tonight. Um, if you guys want to... Uh, support the show, please do so by supporting the businesses that support us here at the jump off. They're listed down in the comments below. Um, so take good care of them because they take good care of us. And I promise that I'll make every Wednesday night awesome for the rest of your life. All right. Uh, all right. So let's see who's making my Wednesday. Awesome. See if I can find some new names in there. So we got to shout out KC treasures because, uh, they're the ones that told me that I was on mute earlier for God knows how long. So what up KC Trevor's there in the zoom treasures They're in the zoom. Uh, who else is over there on Facebook? Drop a, uh, drop a comment. If you're over there on Facebook. Uh, oh, we got Mo in the house. What up Mo? Sean, Sean again, Mark goods in the house early. Always like that. So um, hoping to have a good show for you guys tonight. Um, we're going to be doing some cool stuff. If you guys are watching the replay version of this show on the podcast or on YouTube, please consider subscribing. It helps me very immensely and makes me so happy. It warms my heart. So, um, we got Josh Monica coming back in. Um, who else? Some, we got some stuff going, uh, uh, Richard Genero. What's up, Rich? Uh, can't get on the zoom. That's a bummer. That's a bummer. Oh, that link should work. Um, anyways, um, yeah, so subscribe to the subscribe to the show if you're listening on the recorded version. And let's get rocking and rolling. So tonight, we're going to be talking about ways to grow your business so you can hire some help. Um, I put out a nice little poll on um, Facebook, on the, on the Facebook group, put some options in there that I was considering that I'd heard some people talk about. And that was the one that was by far and away, it crushed everything else. I had uh, over 50% of the votes. Um, I think, and there was four or five total options on there. So it crushed everything. So we're going to get rolling and I'm going to talk about the three areas, the three actionable areas um, that I think are the most important for growing your business. Before we do that, cheers, everybody. Let's have ourselves a wonderful booze and biz.
low key, like still one of my favorite beers. Got a good story about this later. Okay. So my three areas that I think are the most important to focus on for growing your business are number one, customer service. Number two, branding. Those two go very hand in hand. And number three, advertising. It also goes hand in hand with branding. All right. So at the end of uh, when I'm talking here, you guys get your specific questions ready to ask because I really think it helps drive the point home. Um, when you guys ask your specific questions, it helps other people immensely and really helps kind of translate the stuff I'm talking about. So be ready, get your questions ready and be specific. I think it's awesome when we do that. It's my favorite part is answering questions, to be honest with you. So, um, but anyways, let's jump into the three ways to grow your business in 2023. So number one is by far and away, the big one is quality customer service. I just think there's never going to be a substitute for treating people well, period. That being said, you want to have one, maybe two things that are super important to you that you're going to do incredibly outstanding. You're going to crush your competition and you're going to do those things way better than everybody else. You can't do everything at that level, right? So what you're going to do is you're going to pick your thing that you want to be incredibly outstanding at, and you're going to want to layer that on top of being very, very good at everything else, all right? So kind of the way that I've built my business is... The top customer service area that I've I've really gone hard on is communication, all right? The way I look at it is the clearer you are in all aspects of communication with your clients, the happier they're going to be. This is in especially important if you have a client services business, which probably pretty much everybody in the room has a client services business, right? So what you want to do is, or, or, or say that a little bit differently. So um, that's lots of text messages, right? Because that's what people like nowadays is text messages, lots of texts, updates, and clarity on everything you do. Of course, the customer service piece comes needs to come with a big, friendly smile, right? Um, you need to be patient with your clients because they don't know the stuff about your business that you do. And you need to make sure, and this kind of can feel like it's left field here, but you need to make sure that your website is clear, direct, and easily shoppable. That's a major, major uh, customer service area that I feel like can be lacking for some people, okay? But that communication piece for me is what um, has built the jump off into what it is uh, uh, today because that's where I get m almost all of my Google reviews mention the communication, all right? That excellent customer service that you're gonna provide is a whole bunch of things that it's all rolled into all rolled up into one phrase, but but I think it comes down to this. When you're nice, your clients will like you. When your clients like you, they come back to spend their money again with you, right? They tell their friends about you and they're much likely to ask for, much less likely ask to ask for a discount or to steal from you. People that like you don't steal from you and and will will understand your worth a little bit more, okay? So, so number one way to grow your business is hands down customer service. And I'm a very big proponent of finding one thing you can do especially well above everybody else. All right. Number two is near and dear to my heart. And that is branding. Okay. So let's talk about what branding is. So if you imagine five imaginary strangers all together, and they're talking about you talking about your business, whatever they're saying, that is your brand. Okay. Your logo. Your logo is not your brand. It, your logo is a piece of your brand, 
but your logo is not the actual brand. Okay. Branding is, or, or your brand to be specific is your reputation and how you make people feel how that reputation makes people feel. If you treat people with um, amazing customer service, but they don't know who you are and they don't remember you, your, your business just isn't going to grow very fast. I know this because when I launched the jump off back in the day, we had one waterside, one bounce house. That happened to me. I saw it play out, right? I didn't know that this industry uh, uh, was, or I didn't know this business was something you could scale, right? I didn't know this was like a real healthy industry at the time. Um, and so we would go drop off um, our water slide in the summertime. We, we, we got our units in June. So we go walk, drop off our water slide in summertime. And while we're there, we're friendly, we're, we're right, over communicate, we're awesome, we tell stories, we're prepared, we do all these great things. We're just in random workout clothes, we're driving a silver armada with the water slide shoved in the back, right? Uh, all these people loved us, loved us. They're never going to book a slide with anybody but us ever again. How many times I heard that? And then I never have seen any of them ever again. I noticed it took a couple of times, but I realized, oh, they have no, I haven't left them with anything. They have no idea who I am. They have no way to find me again. I gave good customer service, but had poor, poor branding. So they had no idea who I was. Okay. Let me give you two good examples of branding. Okay. So these are two businesses that do the exact same thing, but their brand is very, very, very different. All right. So if you walk into a Jimmy John's, or if I say the words Jimmy John's, Immediately, your brain goes to fast speed. That's what they're built on. The last time I walked into a Jimmy John's, the sandwich was seriously on the counter in front of me done before I pulled my card out of the card reader. They're just fast. That's what they do. They're not overly friendly because they're so focused on being fast, but we're okay with that because they're so freaking fast, right? The other one is Subway. Same thing, right? It's a sub, it's a sandwich shop. You walk into a Subway. You know they're not going to be fast. You know they're not going to be friendly. You know they're not really probably going to give a rip about what your sandwich looks like. But that's okay because the branding of Subway is healthy. Eat fresh, right? So their brand is health. Jimmy John's is fast. Both have a much different, different product that's the same thing, sandwiches. Both very healthy brands, but they picked one thing and they go and crush it, okay? So now let's kind of move over and let's talk about your brand. It is my opinion that you need to be very deliberate about your brand. What do you want to be and how do you want it to get there? AKA, how are you going to communicate that brand to your clients? You know, think about it kind of from the end back, right? Start with the end in mind. What stories do you want those five strangers to be talking to themselves about, about your business? All right. So, um, and this this may be autobiographical, autobiographical here, um, but I think that when you go to design your brand, you need to have it be a consistent, it's a story. So it needs to be consistent and coherent, make sense and flow. All right. So you go through, yeah, yeah. I think this is pretty, pretty um, about the jump off. So I'll kind of switch gears here and, and talk to the jump off. Okay. So when I set out to make the jump off, right? And turn it into a brand. I wanted it to be simple. Okay. So I picked three colors, red, white, and black. That's it. That's in all the colors. My other company, let's get lit. The Christmas light company. It's legitimately two colors, black and white. That's it. 
I did that on purpose because I wanted it to be simple. I wanted it to be an easily replicatable brand across the internet, so to speak. Um, and I know I can make red shirts and red hats and, you know, nice and simple and easy. Okay. Then what you do is you then take that simple uh, uh, logo or idea or brand, and then you tell the story of that brand through the execution. I don't do it literally, meaning, and, and I might get in trouble for saying this, but it's, I, it, it, I'm passionate about it, okay? Nike is the best shoes on the planet, most successful, right, from a success standpoint. They don't have a shoe in their logo. They have a swoosh. Amazon is the most successful store in the history of mankind. They don't have a book, right? They started as a bookstore. They don't have a book as their logo. They have that little, right, that little smile, that awkward little smile, right? Apple is the most valuable company in the history of mankind. And their logo doesn't have a computer or a phone. It has an apple, a fruit, right? So when I set out to make my stuff, like Let's Get Lit does have a house with some Christmas lights on it, but it's kind of subtle, right? Um, it's not a big Christmas light bulb. The jump off is like, that's literally that, right? Now, I'm not saying that I am correct or that I'm right or that it's bad to have what you do in your logo, right? As long as you do it, from a thoughtful standpoint of how do you build a brand around that? Or how do you tell a story in other areas than like, right? This doesn't need to tell the whole story. Let, let me back up. I said it the, correct in the beginning. The execution of how I'm going to run the jump off is going to make this mean bounce houses. Okay. I'm gonna leave it at that. Okay. As you continue building your brand, um, it's important to... I think it's important to do this as the owner because of how much, uh, um, how much everything in the business hinges on us. Okay, you make it match your personality and your clientele. Meaning, I have an assertive personality, right? I, I have a, a kind of an aggressive personality. In here, it it works because this is like we're talking about entrepreneur land, right? And you guys aren't clients, so I can have that. Uh, personality and it works for my personal brand. It's also something that um, in the beginning I didn't really do because I wasn't comfortable doing that, right? I kind of treated everybody like the way I treat bounce house clients or Christmas like clients. As things go on, this show gets bigger. I talk to more of you guys. Uh, I post more videos and stuff. I'm getting more and more comfortable being my assertive, aggressive self instead of being so polite, right? That being said, I do not treat clients in a very assertive way at all whatsoever. I instead take that piece of my personality and kind of go full bore into the over communicator part, right? And make myself really, really, I, I really do over communicate often. Um, and I, I've, I've, it's definitely um, to a fault at times, but I've never, ever, 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 ever gotten a complaint for being too talkative, right? The over communication drives home the knowledge, drives home that we care, drives home that right? They're informed, whatever. So just take your personality and, and make it match your business, but also your clientele with your clientele in mind. All right. Um, and then make a list. This is important too. So make a list of the places that you communicate with your clients, right? You're, you're going to then prioritize that list and then go make them all match. Okay. So your website is probably the number one place that you communicate with clients, right? So you want it to all match, right? So it needs to look like your brand. Maybe or maybe not your Facebook page is in there, 
Um, I know in the beginning, the Facebook page was make or break for me. And as my businesses have grown, the Facebook page has uh, is less of an impact now. But still, the Facebook page should look like the rest of the brand. Then from there, go on down the line. Your employees' uniforms should be on brand. And please, dear God, please tell me you guys have matching shirts, employee uniforms. Please, please, please tell me you do. It's If you don't, it's one of the most powerful things you can do to make yourself just stand out from the competition. It's insane, right? Uh, from there, you may have a, a storefront or a warehouse front, uh, an online store, uh, your delivery truck. If you keep going down the gambit of all of this, right? Your podcast, your personal website, your YouTube channel, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? It all should flow. It all should match and tell the story of that brand. In short, my favorite, uh, my favorite analogy on this um, was something that Wes said when I was at the blocks, that crazy TV show I was on. The guy that puts it on is uh, Wes from the real world and the challenge. And the way he said it is your company should turn itself in. You should work to turn your company into its own cartoon character, right? So like this should start to be a cartoon character. I'm almost starting to be the cartoon character of the jump off, right? So think of um, the one of the most legendary cartoon characters in my life is Bart Simpson. You know exactly what Bart's going to wear when you turn the Simpsons on. You know what he's going to say in every situation he uh, uh, comes in contact with, and you know how he's going to act in accordance with all the other uh, characters because Bart Simpson is burned into your head. The brand of Bart Simpson is perfectly spot on, right? Use that as the example of how to build a strong brand for your business. You need to evoke those same emotions and those same clarity that Bart Simpson does. All right. And then the third piece is, so first we had customer service. Second, we had branding. Third piece we're going to have is advertising. Okay. I put it third because in order to start spending money on advertising, you have to have a business that's working as in you're making a profit, right? Once you are, it's time to turn on the ads. Now, for whatever reason, this topic has a tendency to kind of trigger people. <laughs> I don't know why, but right? some people brag about they've never had to run ads. Some are hesitant because they, for some reason, they feel like they're wasting money, even though like ads are the most, you come in contact with more ads than probably anything else in the entire, your entire day. But some people think you're like wasting money. Um, and then other people are kind of just scared of death of computers and because that's where ads all happen now, right? So, uh, but, but I did want to use the word advertising over marketing because I wanted to trigger you a little bit. Um, you know, I want, I want you to be triggered in a, in a positive way, obviously, but uh, I want to be able to have tomorrow that I wake up to two DMs from two different people that tuned into this. And then tomorrow we're able to go and, change their entire business or at least take action, right? If two people take action from this, you know, it's probably going to have three to 400 views on YouTube. It's probably going to have a hundred listens on the podcast. Right now we have 18 people on the Zoom, 11 people on the Facebook Live and the Facebook Live kind of cycles as it goes, right? Um, if I get two people that actually go do this shit, like that just makes me so stoked, right? So I tried to trigger you a little bit there. Um, but let me give you an example of, to try and help you understand that, that, that not only is advertising mega important, but it's also super duper normal. Okay. So I'm going to tell a near and dear story to my heart. Dos Equis beer, right? Back in like 2008, Dos Equis was like a fringe level Mexican beer that pretty much nobody drank it. And I drank a gazillion beers with a whole bunch of different people that they also drank a gazillion beers, literally knew nobody that drank it. Okay. 
Then they come up with the most interesting man in the world campaign. And now Dos Equis is a staple at every single restaurant, bar, and store. Like you can't walk into a place and not be able to buy a Dos Equis pretty much. Okay. They paid to have that commercial thought of, casted, shot, and edited, then paid even more money than all of that to go have it run on TV, right? They paid the TV stations to have them put the right, uh, uh, put those ads in the right spots. No small amount of money was spent on that. But they went from tiny, obscure little brand that nobody drank to an absolute household name now. I remember my first Dos Equis that I ever drank. My best friend Drew came um, to a party we were throwing at our house in Roseville, California with an 18-pack of bottles. I kind of laughed at him, and I was like, fine, dude. Let me see what all the hype is about. I took one sip and literally was impressed on the first sip, and I was like, oh, shit, it's good, right? It went on to be my favorite beer for years, the only beer that was ever in my fridge, and was actually my beer of choice, like the main beer that was served at our wedding was Dos Equis, right? All because they did the most interesting man in the world campaign. Advertising works incredibly well, right? Now, I'm going to give you guys some fast, easy examples of some advertising. And the way I say easy is because I show these to people and they all freak out and you guys all want to do them. And then you go do them and they're all pretty easy to do, right? So the first one I've already shown is the beer koozies. I make these at 24hourwristbands.com. 24hourwristbands.com. I have no idea why it's called that. I have no idea. But that's where I get these. Uh, they're good quality and they're cheap. Good stuff, okay? This is probably the goat right here. The, the magnet, right? I've talked at length about these magnets, right? Let me move the little paperclip. That's it. It's just a magnet, okay? So what I do is I actually make them sideways on Vistaprint. I make this on Canva, okay? Make it sideways and it's actually two on a business card size. So this is a business card size. Then just take scissors, whoop, cut it in half. Bam. Now I doubled up my money. I got two for one, all right? These go on the contracts with this paper clip, okay? So contract, so the guys can walk into the rental, knock on the door. We're here to drop off the water slide. Boom, here's a magnet so you always remember us, okay? Boom. So basically, my whole entire thinking with these, I've, I've, I've made these from the beginning. This was like the first piece of marketing I ever did, okay? My whole entire thinking with these is I just want to infiltrate the house and make some real estate for me on their refrigerator, right? Right next to their little kids' homework and their drawings. They don't think too much of it in the moment because they got a lot going on, right? But we literally tell them, put this on your fridge so you'll always be able to find us. So that way, after we go do an excellent job <clears throat> dropping off the water slide, and we explain it well, and we pet the dog, and we're nice to the kids, and we were early, we then come back to pick it up, right? And we're everything is exactly as we said we were going to do. It's nice. It's easy. It's breezy. We have a tarp, the whole nine, right? They are not thinking about us for a long time until kid number two's birthday. On that, the mom says, oh my God, we should just rent another water slide from that company that was so great. What were they again? Bingo, right? I don't even have to hold that that close to the camera and you know what that is, right? They'll know it's on the fridge, right? So then if you can see in like size four font, it says bounce house and water slide. And then in like size two font, it's the website, right? 
I did that on purpose. I wanted them to walk past and have that burned into their head every time they walk past the refrigerator and see that, right? To where our excellent execution turned that logo into a water slide because that's what they associate with us with, okay? The magnet is the goat for sure. Um, other cool ones. Um, I did flyers for a long time. Uh, we don't do these anymore. There's way too many words on this. Too long, didn't read. Um, and then I went ahead and made the back busy too. <laughs> so these are uh, four by seven cards. I think this is a good strategy if you make it much less wordy, get some pictures on here, just make it easy to digest. Um, I just don't know exactly what information, what action you want them to take with this. That's why I decided to stop doing them. Um, but I will say this in the early days, I used to actually have five bullet points. It was even worse, but this made a huge impact because nothing says I'm trying to grow this business and I'm dead serious more than a freaking magnet and a flyer at the reservation or at the drop-off. Like it's an amazing, you know, thing to go and, and, uh, communicate your brand. Well, right. I just made these bad boys just came in brochures, trifold brochures. Made it on Canva, came out freaking awesome. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna actually send these to schools, right? But that's another great piece of advertising there. These bad boys, the bounce house. This is an old one, but I just sew Velcro on the back of a vinyl sign that I made, and they stick right on the Velcro that's already on the bounce house or the water slide. All right, um, I'm gonna redesign this whole thing. Um, it's it's yeah, I'm gonna leave it at that. I'm gonna resign this whole thing, but I'm actually working on a partnership with a printing company. To where I'll be, ha I'll be able to basically have a template you can go in and edit. Um, you have to measure the Velcro on your unit. Tell it what. Then you have to tell the printing company what size, and they'll be able to print and ship these for you and offer you a discount if you use my name. Um, I'm in conversations to do that, but basically what I want to do is just have these uh, almost readily made for you, so where they're nice and easy. Because nothing makes you look more professional than this on the side of your water slide, and it's a professional looking sign. It's incredible. That's an incredible. I don't know how much money it brings in, but but the 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 image is just amazing. Okay. Um, and then I'm making pens right now. Um, and then I don't have any on me, but yard signs. My yard signs literally, this is my exact same thing that's on my yard sign. Um, there's no bounce house on it because it's sitting next to a bounce house. Sitting next to a bounce house. It doesn't need to have a bounce house on it. If I'm gonna put it on the side of the road at the stop sign to try and get business from the traffic people. This would be much different. It would just be a bounce house probably and then a phone number, right? But it's not. This is sitting next to a bounce house, so I don't need to have a bounce house on it. Yard signs are great. Um, the list goes on of all, all the stuff that you can you can make and do, right? Mouse pads, shirts, hats, keychains, like whatever. Use your entrepreneurial uh, intuition to figure out what, what works best for your business um, and just like I said, keep in mind, generally speaking, you can't really track how well these things all drive business, but they're kind of a two for one. You get a branding play and you get an advertising play all at the same amount. And like these little tanning magnets are not expensive at all whatsoever. Okay. One thing that um, I'm going to start doing going forward is I'm going to um, be, uh, so I wish this was bigger, but um, I'm going to take these words off the bottom and then over here, probably put the URL. I think I got to play with it. And then have a QR code on this side. I'm hoping the tiny QR code on the magnet will be scannable. But the big one on the on the yard sign will be perfect. What I'm going to do is I'm going to make a landing page for that QR code that looks like the regular, you know, looks like a regular booking website, but is like the 
magnet landing page. Then the QR code for the uh, yard signs will go to the yard side landing page. The QR code that's on this will go to the vinyl sign on the bounce house landing page. And then you can just basically just go into the back end of WordPress, look at the traffic of those pages and see if anybody's scanning, you know, I'm going to put, oh, I did one on this. I have one there, but that goes to the YouTube channel. But um, the same thing though, you then you just make a simple brochure landing page and you know how many people scan your QR code from that helps you track it a little bit. All right. Um, let's see. All right. So that's all the, uh, the, the gorilla marketing, right? I love the gorilla marketing. Now let's talk about the real money makers, uh, the two single greatest ad products that were ever made by human beings for human beings. And they're, they're the greatest ad products both in because of how effective they are and because there is a proven formula practically that you can use to create ads, right? So the first one is Google ads. These are powerful and these are simple. Now, when you make a Google ad on the back end, that part's not simple, right? But the creative aspect of it is is super simple you don't have to have much to worry about because it's just one line of blue text and then three lines of black text that's it that's the whole thing all right the other one is obviously facebook ads these kind of depending on your business but these are generally more powerful uh but they totally lack the simplicity they're complicated right because you have to make a picture or a video that catches the eye you have to write a copy for the caption that that gets their attention and then you have to format the ad so it converts properly, right? Is it going to message to you on Facebook? Is it going to go to a web page? Um, but when you do all those things right, it's insane. So in 2020, for my Christmas light business, I made an ad that the ad spend on it was $100, okay? I made the entire ad from my phone. I never even touched a computer. I did it all from my phone. I did $10,000 in sales from that $100 ad that I made from my phone. Now, that ad, I like accidentally got it perfect, right? But that shows you the power, right? And I wasn't targeting, I wasn't retargeting. Like I was just like age group, right? 26 to 48 year olds in my, you know, immediate area or whatever. We did 10 grand in sales. Um, and, and to give you a, for instance, how big 10 grand in sales is for that story, that was half of our revenue that year almost we did like 21,500 in revenue that year 10,000 of it came from that $100 Facebook ad Google ads you're going to want to uh, uh when you want to run those um probably tonight after the show ends um they convert the best um no no but for real you're going to want to run those when you have a product that somebody comes looking for you for bounce houses is perfect right they're looking for a bounce house rental so they google bounce house rental and then your ad pops up at the top don't worry. I know it says ad next to it. And I know you never click on the one with ad next to it, but everybody else does. It's not that big of a deal. All right. Facebook ads, right. And, and I'm saying this from a place where I'm not a marketing expert. Okay. So, but, but Facebook ads, when you want to run Facebook ads, you want to run those when you um, can kind of chase your people down. You can capture their attention for the person you're probably looking for and then chase them down to kind of convert them. Right. So I almost look at it from like a, a standpoint of that Google, that Google ad is like a focused laser, whereas the, the, yeah, the Google ad is the focus laser. The Facebook is like, you know, a bright spotlight, um, how to run Facebook and Google ads properly. It's pretty easy. So you get on your computer and you type into the Google search bar, how to run Facebook ads, and then you go read things and watch things and then go start doing the things you're watching them. Yeah. It's going to take you time to learn. Yes. It's complicated. 
Um, but there's great content on this all over the internet. My, the, the way I did my own Google and my own Facebook ads back in the day, uh, or, or no, sorry, let me back up. The way I did my Google ads back in the day was I literally followed along with Tariq from EventHawk on the uh, free YouTube video that he had put up of how to run Google ads for your bounce house business. Um, I, I, I was smart. I'm good with computers. I knew I was going to do it myself. I'm on a shoestring budget. Um, I got about three quarters of the way done and I just knew my intuition told me it just wasn't optimized. It wasn't very good. So I hit publish on the ad and then I uh, reached out to EventHawk and hired them to do my Google ads. Um, it was so incredibly worth it. They do the best job. Well, that's the only, they're the only firm I've used, right? So they do such a better job than me that the price that they charge is so worth it. It's, it's not even funny. Um, and, and look, you can run your own Google ads and you have like the Google calls you like uh, Cassie, my admin today, text me that some guy from Google called today. Uh, you can do all of that. I just, I'm busy. I'd rather pay the money. That's just the way I am. I don't clean my own pool either. I pay a company to come clean my pool. Um, so, so then we're killing it on um, the Google ads. I have my own Facebook ads up. I know they're not great, but it's fine. Right. Because we're, we're crushing it. I started looking at the bank account and realized like, just screw it. Let's just, it just makes more sense again to just hire EventHawk for those. So I hired the EventHawk to do my Facebook ads too. Um, as of right now, my Facebook ads are off, but I never turn. I I turned off my Google ads a little bit in the uh, winter time when the Christmas light business was so busy because it was hard to keep up. But other than that, I just keep them on at all times and just adjust the amount of money I'm going to spend. You know what I mean? But but your the the business that comes from running those ads and that counts Facebook ads and the fee for event hawk and google ad spend and the fee from event hawk like they both convert so well you make so much money that the amount you invest you know what i mean you're gonna you're gonna invest you know 1500 bucks and do four grand in revenue like it's it's just a no-brainer it's just a no-brainer um and i have i actually have a an exclusive um deal with event hawk so if you guys want to um, hire them to do your ads for you, um, if I can get this to highlight, I'll drop it in the I'll drop it in the comments here. Um, but you can use this link and it will give you a very good deal on some event hawk stuff. So there you go, Facebook, and then I'm dropping it for you right now. Zoom. For those of you on the podcast and those of you on YouTube, it is down in the description where everything else always lives. Boom. There you go. Um. If you guys don't want to, you know, hire Event Hawk because you're a small business and you want to do them yourself because it's cheaper, I think that's a, I think that's an absolutely fantastic idea. Um, I talked to somebody the other day that was running Google Ads with Event Hawk, uh, and they had like five units. Uh, that's, it's tough. It's a tough pill to swallow just because I don't think you have a big enough market, uh, a big enough inventory to satisfy a market large enough to make the ad spend worth it. So if you're if you're still a small company and you want to do them yourself, I think that's totally doable and and totally awesome. I totally agree with that. If you're a larger company that's making larger revenues and and can handle being busier, okay, that's a very important part of this. I'm a very 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 big proponent of hiring a pro. I just think they know what they're doing. So hire a marketer to do the marketing and guess what? You'll be way busier. Uh I did a lot of good things last year, right? I was I was very aggressive with a lot of stuff uh, growth-wise, not just my marketing. But um, the graph, you know, the growth graph, or what is that? I don't remember what that's called. Um, but 
we're going along, we're growing well. And then I hired a Van Hawk and it like went hockey stick status. It was kind of wild. I mean, and I was buying slides to, during water slide season cash as fast as I could keep up. You know what I mean? So the, the, the ad spend is, is well worth it. All right. So, all right, that's it. Those are the three things I think are most important. Customer service, branding, and advertising. Um, so let's look, open it up some questions. And uh, remember, if you want to ask a super specific question, I'm very for that. I'm very for that. If you don't have a question, um, oh, if you do have a question, you can either uh, raise your hand in the Zoom and we can, uh, you can just unmute, right? We're all adults here. You can just unmute and start talking. Or um, if you want, you can type it into the chats. On Facebook, you can also type it into the chats. We'll go through those. I'll, I'll try and hit as many as I can. If you don't have a question, if you could do me a humongous favor and just put in the chat whatever you think um, I covered that made the big impact on you. Like, um, did I say something that helped you? Was there a quote in there that was awesome? Was there something I helped your brain kind of change thinking on? Or, or did you think I was totally full of hot air and I just wanted to hear myself talk? You can say that too. Um, but, but those little pieces of feedback mean a lot to me because it's kind of like, it's it, the, the feedback loop when you do these shows is very minimal, right? I don't have a ton of feedback coming back to me. I'm just putting information out there and trying to do the best I can. So when you guys do that, it helps me um, tailor next week's show to be a little bit better. And that's what I'm going for. So, all right, all right, all right. What do we got for questions? Well, I'll be the first one. What's up, Mark? How are you? You are full of fucking hot air, by the way. But that's <laughs> they know. They already um, know. Yeah, right. Now, the first thing you uh, touched off on was customer service. 100% um, your customer service must be the same from the moment your phone rings the moment you pick up the unit you can't be on the phone and be happy friendly because in the back of your mind you're getting a 400 rental you're going to rope these people in blah 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 that that same attitude on the phone needs to carry to the setup needs to carry to the workers needs to be shown in front of the customer needs to be shown when you go back to pick it up and it's raining and you're pissed because you're standing in the freaking rain. It has to be the same at all points. If it's not, then you might as well not give customer service. You might as well just take their information, go do the job, get the money, come home because they got the option to call anybody else. So I think your customer service portion of this night, uh, the only thing that Speak I can up. add is that you... 100% from start to finish provide the same customer service, no matter what. Even if you go back there and there's dog shit in your bounce house, you can't turn an attitude. You, you have to keep an open line customer service. You, you don't want to show that you're extremely pissed because I'd be pissed. I've, I've came back and found human shit in my bounce houses. So you just can't explode and show that in front of the customer or maybe other people there. So you, ha you have to learn your code of customer service that you want to provide, which will follow with your name, which will follow with your brand, which will follow everything. Um, and so that was my thing that I wanted to add. I think just it's a very simple rule of thumb because I've helped many people start their companies in this business. Customer service has to be the same from start to finish 
Yeah. No matter and, what and, happens uh, in between. And once, you know, when you're, when you're running the whole thing yourself, right, which probably all of us were at some point in time, and, and many still are, that happens almost naturally, as long as you're a good entrepreneur. Once you start hiring people is where that starts to get very interesting. And um, that's the reason that I'm as picky of a hirer as I am is because when you know, one of my guys goes to a house in this shirt and I'm next to them. They, they, they don't know who's who, right? So my guys have to have the same level of customer service to keep that continuity going. And, and I really think it's a, that's a culture conversation, which is a whole show in and of itself. Um, but, but yeah, cause if, if, if you're excited to get the money and then, you're a dick later. Yeah. People are, you're going to uh, uh, look like a fraud pretty quickly. No, you, you're correct about the employees. When they, when they go to the job, they need to be friendly. They need to, you know, if the dog comes up wiggling its tail and you know how dogs, 99% of them are all friendly. There's very few that really attack, at least in my experience, you know, everybody needs to have the same attitude with the customer with the job at all times yep. you know if you got if you got some that just pound in a couple anchors stand around and you know do nothing that doesn't look good everybody needs to be doing something to make the customer feel happy and then we go you for know, sure even the, the conversation you know i mean i've had kids you know you got that cocky little attitude with them and they may talk to us with a cocky little attitude where they filtered out with everybody. You know, they'll just talk, they, they just talk cocky and customers don't understand that. They don't want to hear that. They want to see the friendliness, get in, get out. Everything's happy. Everything's good. They're happy. Um, you know, so, so the workers actually is a pretty big part, you know, I mean, you need to make sure that they're not there with an attitude um, or, you know, I mean, we can't stop them all from coming in from being tired from the night before. But at some point, if you see they're not acting to where they're friendly, then you need to correct that or your whole customer service bit is, isn't worth a crap. Yep. Because, you know, you, you as the owner or we as the owners can provide a hundred percent customer service. And my wife says to me all the time, well, quite often that I'm, I just talk too much. I just talked much, but you, I try to establish a friendship because if you're, if they're, if they feel that they call you and if you've got workers that don't establish that same type of feeling when they're talking, then everything we do is as the owner isn't really worth it because they're going to feel that sour spot that they just heard from the workers and they don't care what the rest of us say. Yep. Does that make any sense at all? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, again, I think it's it's a culture thing, and it's one of those things where um, I've been fortunate enough to um, have my wife help me recruit some great guys, and then um, I've done my thing, right, building the culture with them to where they 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 turn it on. I I get the the second most Google positive Google reviews that I get are the uh, they're mentioning them, they're mentioning the employees. 
um, how great they were, how polite they were, how knowledgeable they were, you know? And, and so it's like, it's either the communication was super high or the employees were super nice. Right. And it's like, that's exactly in my brand. Like, that's what I want. Right. Like, so if Jimmy John's wants fast, those are the two things I want where that the communication is high and then everybody's nice. Right. Because if you do those two things, you remove so much friction from the client's life that they're going to be literally in love with you. Right. And, and you guys all have that client that makes you a freaking, you know, bakes you a turkey every time you're coming or, or always buys your favorite beers for you and tips you in beer, you know, whatever, you know, so it's kind of like, I want to make those, that client, I want to be every single time. You know what I mean? Um, I found yeah, four words I've found from. What's so I, uh, I have one thing I wanted to bring up about, like, I, I love all your, the things that you brought up, like marketing and brand, like those are very important to me too. Uh, customer service, but also efficiency. Like I think efficiency is a really big thing in uh, the party rental world because at the end of the day, like we're basically running little logistics companies around here. Like we're packing things up and moving them to places and leaving and going to other places on the road and doing like a, like a routing and, you know what I mean? Trying to fit certain stuff on the truck, make sure things don't get damaged. Um, the most efficient way you're doing it, like OSHA safe and whatnot. <laughs> uh, so it's like, that's a real big thing. I feel like in, in like my, at least my thing is just like efficiency, like trying to get everything on wheels, keep everything super mobile. Um, I like to, I am a firm believer in my personal life as well as business. Like I like to buy like robust things that don't break especially in this industry and it just things that last a long times pay a little bit more uh there's like a whole like economics thinking of of like that basically where if you, you pay a little bit more at first you don't pay more over time buying the cheaper item like so yeah. i mean i think most of uh, any any bounce house person had learned that with extension cords real quick oh i'm just gonna buy the little ones from from arbor freight no, dude. Even Dolly's like so. Even so, just bringing up Harbor Freight in general is a good point. Honestly, <laughs> like I, the only there's very there, so Harbor Freight. I buy like door stops and small hand tools and stuff that I know are probably going to get lost and stuff like that, and that need to be for things. Uh, I don't buy my dollies from there. I don't buy my chair dollies from there. I don't buy, you know what I mean? I might buy, like, I don't, they don't even have the right casters, I think, for the dollies. I buy them from, like, like actual warehouse companies and logistic companies that sell for, like, major warehouses. Adam put me onto a place. Oh, dang. What, what it's so, uh, warehouse supply code in, like, Vermont or something like that. Um, yeah, I can't. I'm, I gotta remember where exactly what it is. If I can look it up real quick, I know Adam Keller did a video of it. I know it's like Clayton's Movers now, or something like that. But I buy all my stuff from over there, and uh, like I bought like um, like a bunch of chair dollies and stuff like that, hand cards. <laughs> I, yeah, I also like granite. Break. Like even granite, I buy like steel first. You can buy steel racks to hold all your tables and chairs if you want to. If you have a big enough warehouse, and they'll stack onto it. You can use like forklifts to stack them. Same thing. I use all my like steak carts for all my tent stakes. I got like actual steak carts that stack on top of each other and they go on wheels so I can wheel them in and out of my trailer if I have to, if I'm using my trailer or my box truck. And this way I'm not putting some permanent rack into my truck 
So everything's, you know, if you can get everything on wheels and move it, it's easier on your guys. It's easier to load, like efficiency, um, color code things, coordinate stuff, write stuff, um, SOPs, <laughs> standard operating procedures. So yeah, that's a whole episode in and of itself. I think. <laughs> like that's my big thing this year is just SOPs, SOPs, SOPs. Same. I'm working on a whole bunch of cool stuff with that. Um, um, that I'll hopefully be able to unleash later in the year uh advice wise you know because i haven't i haven't finished it yet but um so so justin that that's a good point by the way the the efficiency uh justin dodson said what are your thoughts on eddm through the post office selecting certain routes to send advertisements out um i'm not sure what the ed stands for but i know the dm is direct mail but i get the gist of the question um it's not something I've ever looked into. Um, I do know that it exists. I, I, I really thought about it um, heavier for my Christmas light business because it's your clientele is generally speaking in the affluent neighborhoods, right? And so it's like, it's pretty easy to target, you know? Um, it was just something that I just, between running two businesses and doing all the crap I do, I just was never able to really look into it and do it. Um, I just don't know the cost. So, so basically what you want to come down to, and I think, um, Justin said that earlier too, that it, it's just a numbers game, uh, which is, which is so true. Right. So I actually had, um, a, a local TV station reach out to me last year and want me to make a commercial to run on ABC. And so I laughed. I said, bro, you can send me the, the all the, all the literature on it. I, I'm happy to read it. But the notion that you're going to be able to provide ROI above a Google or a Facebook ad is, is not likely, but send it over, right? And that's what it was, right? So he calls me back. I said, yeah, man, I looked it over. You're not even close, right? And I told him, I said, I, best case scenario, but like I spent a hundred bucks and made 10,000 in sales and I can track that. I know exactly who it was because they sent me a message, all $10,000. I can know everybody's name, you know what I mean? So I just, it's just, it's a numbers thing. So go do the math, see how much the, the EDDM costs and how much it costs to print, you know, one of these and how much it costs for the postage and, da, 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 and just send them all out and do a small test and then figure out how many convert, right? You've got to do something to track that or else you're just, you're just throwing money at the postal service. So you need to have some way to track it, whether it's a landing page, a QR code, right? They have to book um, um, or, or a, a promo code, right? Book with promo code, whatever. So you can know how many converted from that, that investment, you know, and then, you know, circle back and let us know how it went. Um, a lot of questions too about the QR code tactic. So um, it's something that I kind of just, right. I definitely did not invent this, but I'm sure there's tons of people doing it and doing it better than I could ever do it. But um, I was thinking about QR codes a lot because I kind of started to mess with them at the, at the beginning of Christmas light season before it got crazy. And it just kind of popped in my head. I'm like, I want to be able to track this. Like I love giving a QR code on your, on your yard sign is a great example, right next to the freaking water slide. It's, it's a great idea because it gives them an actionable thing they can do to go to your website, right? It then pushes them to your website. If you have a funnel system, i.e. event hawk on your website, they're going to scan it, right? They're bored at the party anyway. That's why they're scanning their thing, right? And then they're going to go to your website. Then your pop-up's going to come up. They're like, shit, coupons. They're going to be standing at the party 
sending you their information for coupons. Then you're going to text them via Event Hawk and try and start a thing, right? And they're going to be, oh, I was just shopping for you, but they're going to remember all of that, right? That's good, right? That's very good. However, if you could have it, a QR code that goes to a specific landing page so you can track how well that converts, there you go. That's way better. Uh, where do I print the vinyl poster for the bounce house? So that I so I'm actually working on that. So so good question, Christian. Um, so here I'll unravel it so you can see it. And don't call this phone number, by the way. I'm just kidding. I don't answer though. I have a I have a secretary that answers now. Okay, here you go. So you got big logo, right? And it says reserve online. It has the uh, URL and then it has the phone number right there. Okay, and so I made it three sections on purpose. Okay. Basically, every every sign is different sized, right? So if you notice, the logo is kind of kind of a, not a normal um, parameter, I guess you could say. So the reason is because every single uh, the Velcro on every single unit is a different in different places. So every sign has to be a different size. So I needed I, I made it with three different sections, so almost so I could triangulate, right? And and the sections can shrink and grow depending on how big or little that sign needs to be. Um, I have one that's like this, this high and then like longer than my arms are, but, but the way that the look that it's all made, right. It can kind of triangulate. Um, and then let's see, I make that on Canva. Okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to redesign that, uh, um, just a little bit. I'm not going to overhaul it, but I'm just going to redesign it, kind of update it. And then I'll be able to put out the Canva file. Um, I got to figure out how to do it, but but I, there's a way I can put out the Canva file to where you can just click it and it'll open in your Canva. Then you can write and probably open blank. I'll probably make a blank one. And then you can go in and change the background from red to whatever your color is, put in your logo, put in your website, put in your phone number or, or whatever I put on it. Um, and then I'm, I will hopefully soon have a printing partner that knows exactly how to make these, right? Because I'm going to teach her. And then you can just go to her and you'll have a whatever, you know, the jump off promo code or whatever it is. And they'll print them and ship them to you. And it'll be kind of like almost done for you where you can just boom, 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 boom. Right. That makes sense. Hey, I just seen some cool uh, coloring books when I was at that phone convention uh -huh. um, in Vegas from Aaron at the design factory. Dude, oh. like, yeah, they got some fire stuff over there. Honestly, she does cool logos and, and whatnot. What's the coloring too, book? Dude, they have coloring books that they'll make custom with your, like, uh, I'm going to do, I'm about to do a video on it, but they, they'll make a coloring book basically custom for your business that so you can give out for kids and marketing and um, different things brilliant. about your business. Like, the kids can literally color, like, a water slide or whatever the way they want. And um, I'm going to do, like, think, like, phone parties and, I'm gonna do the bounced houses and probably water slides and maybe like a like a picnic with the tent and stuff like that and all of it or something. That's brilliant, dude. That's and it's got like all the different little puzzles and all that stuff. Yeah, it costs like like you can get like a thousand of them. I think for like it costs you like eighteen hundred bucks or something. That's not bad, dude. I mean, they're a dollar eighty five. They're not cheap. I'm not gonna lie, but uh, I mean these honestly were, these like, were a buck. And and the, that was the cheapest I could find them. The other next cheapest I could find these was two bucks a pop for these freaking tripods. Yeah, they'll make flyers cheaper than that, I think, too. Honestly, they'll, they'll print. But yeah, so dollars dollar eighty a piece, but it's a whole eight page coloring book. Wes Wes is asking who was it again? What was the name of the company? 
Um, they are the design factory. Tell them Justin for Party Rail Knowledge sent you. <laughs> I'll put that in. I'm putting that in right now. Oh, no, dude. They also got business cards that are waterproof that you can stick in your bounce houses. Like, I'm, I'm, that's what I'm like buying. Like in the, right in the vinyl? Yeah, that, dude. Yes. You put the water, you put them in the frick in the vinyl, and that's exactly what you do. That's cool. That's a good idea. So it's that like, sounds yeah, amazing. Exactly. So now can, you can leave them in there in case it gets wet or something like that. Uh, do your best. <laughs> yeah, dude. It was, uh, I'm, I'm hyped for that. I saw that they have great stuff. They also make like all the different like tents and different uh, marketing materials and like, like the fabric type stuff and banners and stuff that you were talking about too, like the fabric banners. They do, they do all kinds of stuff. They do Ishmael's logos and stuff too. Oh, okay. That's yeah, cool. I'll, like, I'll definitely have to check them out, dude. The, it's the, Ricky the, Hickey's company too. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're he's Ricky Hickey's a great guy. He was at that phone convention. That phone convention was fine too. We we did, we learned a lot about like uh different aspects of business and whatnot. I did a whole speech on like social media and whatnot. Did you? So I was, like, That's cool. I wish there, I could have made it. Yeah, I wish I could have made it. Do you know where it's gonna be next year? No, where? New Orleans, baby. I might be able to make it, bro. <laughs> it's in like it's in uh how do you... it's it's gonna be in like i think like february march next year yeah that's perfect dude it'll be beautiful here i'll give you guys a tour and uh we'll, we'll go hit all the three for one beers it'll be great i'll drink for free <laughs> <laughs> um all right justin cole uh justin dotson said for the the direct mail thing said it's 98 dollars to hit 550 houses uh or, or that's what it is around him that's uh, that's not bad right? 550 houses for 98 bucks is a great deal. That doesn't, but that doesn't include, right? The, the, the literature, the time and money spent, um, potentially money spent to get it designed, whatever. So, so that's definitely worth a test, right? I mean, I could test that with this essentially, cause I have them. Um, but, but 98 bucks for 550 houses, that's, that's worth the test. You just got to make sure that you be thoughtful about it. Um, and then, Alex Lugo over on Zoom said, you keep talking about keep track of the numbers and tracking your strategy and your tracking strategies. Um, how do you see and how to see how successful they are? He showed up a little bit late. So other than Google Analytics, what's your go-to for tracking advertising? So funny story, I have a video right now going viral on TikTok where I talk about tracking your trailers and your employees and everybody thinks I'm a dickhead boss that tracks my employees. It's really funny. So you should go jump in the comments and defend me over on TikTok, please. Um, but no, I'm... Uh, so in, in tracking numbers. So basically what I was saying is um, um, I've never heard of anybody doing this, but I'm sure a gazillion people do. It's not anything I invented. What I'm going to do or at least test is for like for this trifold brochure. So in here somewhere or maybe right on the front, I would have a QR code and then say use scan this code, use promo code, whatever brochure and get 15 bucks off your rental. Um, so that way you have a promo code that you can track. That's good. But if you make that dedicated landing page just for um, that QR code and like full disclosure, I don't know how to do that exactly. I'm just going to kind of get into WordPress and try and figure it out. Um, if I can't figure it out, I know great people to DM that can help me figure it out. And I know other great people that I can pay to do it for me. Um, but if I could have a brochure landing page that's dedicated to that, that way I can keep track of it. As of now, these are going to go out to um, seven, hand-delivered to 17 schools in the area with a 
bucket, big basket of, uh, of, uh, school supplies. Um, my wife's going to take them in and right. She's got a big bubbly personality and then we'll know if the school books, right. But other than that, we have no idea if anybody was even interested, you know what I mean? Cause there's nothing else on it for them to go do other than like, you know, the URL at the bottom or the phone numbers in there. So, um, I was just kind of trying to, uh, think of ways to track conversions. That's all. Fast signs. Josh, you make your stuff at fast signs. Uh, my brother, he used to work at fast signs. So um, like vehicle wraps, all that stuff, he would, he would just do it himself. And then it was super cheap. That's cool. Um, yeah. Um, Matthew at big and bright inflatables uses, um, 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 signs on the cheap. So I told him what I paid for my signs, my yard signs, because he actually like totally coincidentally has a Christmas light installation business in Dallas. Right. And so we were talking Christmas lights um, and he asked me what I paid per sign. I told him and he like, <laughs> like almost choked on his phone. Uh, Cause he's like, dude, signs from the cheap. And I don't remember the difference, but it's like incredibly cheaper than where I was getting my yard signs, signs on the cheap. Um. <laughs> Mark said, Nick, are you not getting up and getting a new beer? Do you have a beer in a bucket of ice next to you? Yeah, I come prepared. I have a whole thing right here. Uh, I can't, I don't know if you can see it right there. I, I bring a whole cooler, bring a whole cooler. And I drank, I drank that cooler dry last week, y'all. Um, all right. What other, uh, um, questions you guys got regarding, I mean, you guys can ask questions about anything now. Uh, Alex Cosio thinks I'm full of hot air. <laughs> it's good to see you, Alex. It's good to see you. I need to freaking send you a DM. Um, Christian Lucky said he started his Google ads today. That's awesome, dude. That is awesome. You're going to absolutely love it. You're going to absolutely love it. Um, I saw somebody in here asked a training question. There we go. Chris, Chris Esparza said, what's the, what has been the most effective way you found to train your employees or contractors if you have any of those um i i only have employees um i don't i have never subbed anything out i'd like building teams too much to do that so i like everybody being around me i'm not a control freak even though it kind of sounds like i am um the best and most effective way i found to train them is in person by me um so basically whenever a new employee starts they work with me that's that's the best way to do it first day work with you uh their second day if you can make it consecutive, they also work with you, right? So if it's a bounce house business, then have them start on Saturday in your truck. You drive, they ride shotgun. Sunday, same thing. There's no better way to communicate your values um, and, and what you care about more. Meaning, yes, you're going to train them how to drive the anchor properly. Yes, you're going to train them how you like your tarps folded or rolled or whatever. That stuff is all important because you won't pull your hair out later because they're doing it wrong. What sticking them in the truck with you for two their first two days shows them is your passion for this business, your drive and desire to be excellent, how much this matters, right? You get to tell stories about how important, and I'm, I'm speaking only surely from bounce house experience here, how important it is that you show up on time because you're the most important person to that party, even though they don't give a rip about you as a human, right? Uh, they like you, right? But, but, but they don't really care. Just you got to, your bounce house is the centerpiece of the party, right? 
all those conversations is what sets that employee up for future success with you. If you have them go ride in the truck with one of your guys, those conversations might happen. But you're, you, you can't be deliberate about what that person gets on their first, right? It's their first impression, right? Um, the other thing you can do is tell stories to this person that, that communicate all that. that. That's the power of having them work with you, right? You can then do little things like you pull up to the thing. You're like, okay, bro, it is 918. Write that down right there with that pen. We're going to see how long it takes us to get back to the truck on this pickup, right? And you're just you're just ingraining the culture in them without them knowing. They just think you're cool and fun to work with. You know what I mean? That, without a doubt, is the best way to train an employee. Now, once you get to a certain size, like that starts to become less and less scalable. But it's the right behavior and it's provable because it is unscalable, right? You can't train every person forever on their first day. So what do you do? You start to come up with some SOPs that help them uh, uh, know a little bit coming in, right? So you can, IE, like this is probably a sloppy example, but you can give them the employee handbook the week before they can read through it. So that way, when they're on their job for the first, on the job for the first day, they can understand what they're going to go do before they go do it. And then as they go through the, the, the day, they kind of go, oh, that's what, that's what the binder meant when it was talking about driving anchors or right, whatever it can be. So, so you can, you can remove some of the, the woes of the training from them, but that culture piece, like you just have to figure out a way to get that culture piece to them without you. Right. I mean, just imagine, just imagine that you crush it and do amazingly well and open three locations. There's no way in hell you're training every guy on their first day in three locations. You know what I mean? So just, just kind of play, play that game of scale to where you can figure out how to do it. Um, let's see. Alex Lugo says, what's your credit score when you got the Capital One business credit card? <laughs> um, are you sitting down, Alex? Um, it was probably uh, in the 820s, just being real. Um, I don't know, right? Because um, when I got it, the jump off, let me think. I don't think the jump off had any way to have any credit at the time because I think that's the only, I think that's the only credit I've ever built with the jump off, right? Because the business has a credit too. Um, so I had, I had a checking account and that was it. So, so they had to have gone off of mine for sure. Um, same with let's get lit. So, um, I, and, and somebody, and it, it might've been you, Alex, it might not, I'm not trying to put you on blast here, but somebody had messaged me the other day that said that they got, they got denied because, uh, oh no, 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 it wasn't you. It definitely wasn't you. I remember exactly who it was. Uh, they got denied for it. Um, but they won't know why for whatever, uh, uh, three weeks or something. Um, and it was uh, somebody that was very young, had a good credit score, but like, you know, when you're fucking 20 and you have like a 720 credit score, you don't really have a 720 credit score because you have like two loans on it, right? So so people aren't going to take a risk on you. Um, and 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 that that person had gotten declined. So um, I, I don't know all the ins and outs of how that works. So. There's certain credit cards you can get, like even if you have really bad credit, just like, start building your credit up or if you have no credit and uh business business ones josh you don't you don't need like oh no just 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 regular ones but whenever you like apply for business ones they normally will check 
like your personal credit score. Right. Because yeah, so- I went, I went in business, like when we were making the dollies a few years ago and I was like, I was like, yeah, you apply for the business credit card. He applied and got denied because of his personal credit score. Then I applied with the same EIN, same tax number, everything, but with my name and then got approved. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I know, I know that the personal credit score is a big deal. So yeah, I mean, basically what I would do is like, if you get the letter in the mail that says they declined you, cause you know, you didn't have enough established credit or you had derogatory marks or whatever. Um, I've, I've been a humongous fan of credit karma for over a decade. It's what I've used to build my credit. Um, and actually when I met my wife, like way back when she was my girlfriend, she had God awful credit um, because she had um, a, a prior boyfriend who, who her and I, her and him had a apartment that had a fee, like whatever, when they moved out, but she was long gone. So it's like, she paid her third, but then the other two people never paid their thirds or some, something like that. Right. And so that got reported on her credit and was just dragging her credit down um, to the point where, you know, begrudgingly to her, you know what I mean? <laughs> we split it and paid it ourselves. You know what I mean? So I paid for her ex-boyfriend's piece of this old apartment, but I'm like, I don't give a fuck. He like, it's 600 bucks. We have to pay it because your shit's at 580 or 560 or whatever it is. And that's not going to fly. Like we, we can't build a future together. If you have 580 credit, not, that's not how I was raised. So we paid that off. And then I coached her, you know, using credit karma. I, I coached her and guided her to where her, her credit score was higher than mine up until about six months ago, some, some, she missed a payment on some Victoria's Secret thing or something, like some small ass payment, but her shit dropped. So now I finally am back in front of her. Uh, but hers was, hers was higher than mine for a long time. Uh, but all, all because of credit karma. So, um, but, but I mean, it, you know, yeah, Dan, yeah, Alex said, damn, that's real. I mean, but, but like, and at the time, like I was a corporate employee, right? I was a corporate employee for another decade after that, at least, uh, I'm sure. I had no intentions on starting a business. I had no intentions on getting a business credit card. Um, um, but it all paid off because once we moved out to Louisiana and she had to quit her job, you know what I mean? She had a really good credit score and we got her into um, hair school, right? And we got a dope ass interest rate on her hair school loan. You know what I mean? We were able to pay it off super fast. And then we can get nice cars. We can get, you know, so we can build all that. And then- once I did leave my my company, like I couldn't get credit like like that because um, yeah, just was smart about it forever. But if you have a bad credit score now, like it's not you're not doomed, bro. You can you can resurrect it. Just get on Credit Karma, start clicking around, learn the platform a little bit, and they'll you literally can just see all the stuff that's dragging you down, and and you can. There's you can, a bunch of YouTube videos too, like because some of my workers they're like. I don't, I have such bad credit. I can't get credit cards. And then I send them links to YouTube videos because there's certain, I mean, you can do the, the one credit card. It's like the secured credit card or whatever, which like, if you have no credit or really bad credit where you have to like put money on it first. And, and then there's different credit cards that, that you can keep getting to build your credit. So like, even if you have really bad credit, just all you have to do is go on YouTube and just say, how do I get it? credit card with bad credit or no credit yeah and just start building i mean as soon as you make, start making payments on time uh uh your stuff will come up pretty quickly and then you know and it sucks you know i i used to love having this conversation back when i had younger employees back in the day when i was a corporate but uh they were you know people back like, well it's just fucking stupid like what if i just want to pay cash for everything forever like 
I'm like, that's, that's not how the system's built. I'm not, I'm not saying pass interference isn't, isn't a good call or a bad call. I'm just telling you the ref is calling pass interference every time. So you can't touch the wide receiver. I'm not saying that credit scores are good or bad. I'm just saying they matter more than you, you think. So go, you know, don't go pay cash for insert new thingy here. Like when I was uh, probably 18, um, me and all my friends bought goofy little scooters, 49 and a half CC little Vespa scooters. Yeah, I had the money to pay cash for it, but I went and got a loan for it, right? I ate the three, four, five, six, seven percent. I have no idea what that loan was back then. It was but it's like an $1,800 loan, but but then made the payments on it, then paid it off early. You know what I mean? I opened it up an express card so I could carry a balance and pay it off early. I, you know, just Macy's card, like just all that. You can, if you really want the life hack, you can take out a cash loan, not, not a cash loan, but like a bank loan where they put cash into your, into your account. I've done it a long time ago with my, with my credit union for, I think for our wedding, I think that's where I financed our wedding. Um, where like, you know, you sign the paper and then boom, you got the whatever 10 grand in your account. Well, just do it for $1,000 and then set up an automatic payment to just pay it back every month. Right. And use the $1,000 they gave you to pay back the $1,000 you owe them. Yes. You are going to eat it on the credit. Or I'm sorry, on the, on the interest rate. Right. So you may want to pay it off early, but what you're doing is making on-time payments and then closing a, an account. That's that's very important that you close accounts and build up closed accounts because that proves you can pay shit off on time and they will trust you more. Yeah, the more credit cards you have, the the and the longer you have the credit cards, the more it helps your score. Like when I started my business, I had I had six hundred dollars in my bank account, but I had good credit and I signed up for a credit card. And got approved for $10,000. I went to Target and bought all their water slides. Don't tell my insurance company this. <laughs> they, they were like $425. I had so many of them. That's they a, would like, like 10 grand, bro. That, that buys a lot of this. Yeah. Well, I mean, I also had to, because I started with my Prius. I was at buy a trailer. Then I ended up getting a box truck right after the Prius. But what I learned is that that $10,000, because when you sign up for a credit card, you, there'll be zero interest for 12, 15, sometimes 18 months. And mm -hmm. then, so you just keep it at like, you just do the minimum payments might be $98 a month, whatever. And then when that 18 months is up, you can do a balance transfer for free to another credit card where they offer the same thing. It's 18 or 21 months or whatever it is, zero interest. Like, I think a year and a half ago, I signed up, the last credit card I signed up for, they gave me a $26,000 limit. And I was like, hell yeah. I was like, I'm not going to pay. In I haven't been paying interest for the last five years. Damn. And you can keep doing it, except for you can't sign up for a credit card from the same company. Like if it's, if it's City or Capital One, Bank of America, Chase. You have to go, you have to transfer your balance to a different company. And now I'm at the point now where I ran out of companies. <laughs> oh, that's funny. It's a, it's a, that's a great freaking strategy. Uh, you just got to make sure, right. And, and look, I'm, I'm going to use other people's credit to low key judge them right now. But if, if, if you don't have established credit, that means you probably haven't either a done well with credit cards or B ever had one. So what Josh is talking about takes some 
uh, finance or some fiscal discipline because it's easy to see $26,000, no interest. I can roll this over. It's a slippery slope. So you got to be responsible in doing that or else you're going to get yourself in deep shit. Uh, but if you can do it responsibly, it's an incredible strategy that can really, really, I mean, just imagine if you can get approved, like, see, I'm, I'm kind of thinking through this in the moment. If I could get an, a, a credit card that's approved for $26,000 right now, right? I know that I can go buy $26,000 worth of inventory for my bounce house business that will make way more than $26,000 in a year, right? So I could use that money to pay that back and then have inventory, you know, free next year. But it, you, you just, you just got to be careful. That's all I'm saying. You have to be disciplined because you can't go out and like, if your wife's like, Hey, let's go out to dinner. You got to be like, hell no. Mm -hmm. We're not using my credit card. I'm not yeah. buying like fancy clothes with this. The credit card has to be used to buy stuff. That's going to make you more money and just set up everything on auto pay. And even like when you're first starting and trying to build credit, even if you only get approved for like a couple thousand, all you have to do is just spend just a little bit because it does affect your credit score, like your, your debt to your, they pretty much, they get your total amount of all your credit added up. And as long as it's below 30% of like, like if you don't owe more than 30% of what all your credit, what you, what, what you're allowed with your credit, it doesn't really affect your score. But once you go over 30%, it starts to affect it, but you just got to be disciplined and don't buy stupid stuff, buy stuff that's going to make money and then set up auto pay. Yeah. And that's, that, and that, that's the other thing too, is, uh, you know, you, you go buy, like, let's say you go put $26,000 cash down on, you know, 2,500 Denali, bro. I want one too, but you drive off the lot and turn left. You just lost twenty six thousand dollars, and you know maybe not twenty six, but it depreciated as soon as you turn left, and will never ever make you a dime. You go spend twenty six thousand dollars cash on water slides; they're an appreciating asset. They 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 pay themselves off and then continue to make money, right? So if you if you use like you go post in the Facebook group right now. Should I finance water slides? It's going to be a gazillion people saying no and a few saying yes, right? The reason we all say no is just because you can buy one, use it to pay itself off and, and scale that way. But if you want to go quicker, it's not, it is debt, but it's not debt because it will pay itself off. It's not debt like a $120,000 pickup truck that you have to come up with the $120,000 for the pickup truck, you know? 96 i'm sorry twenty six thousand dollars of water slides will pay themselves off in in one i mean what's twenty six thousand dollars worth of water slides what is that five water slides you know you should make 60 grand in one year off of that you know if, if you're an established company uh, um and and right and i know what i'm doing i could i know what i need to buy i could do better so it's like the twenty six thousand dollars isn't debt in a bad way it's right it's appreciating well, and everyone's scared of debt because there's such thing as good debt, like business owners, like Coca-Cola went like two, $300 million in debt. Even Apple goes like hundreds of million dollars. There's good debt and bad debt. Everyone is taught 
from an early age, like debt is bad because they don't have a business. The people who are teaching you know nothing about business. They they get a credit card and they go buy all this stupid stuff and then they can't pay it back. And then like everyone's saying, oh, debt is bad. That is everyone's scared of it. But if you can use debt to make more money, there's it's good debt. It's bad debt, which is what everyone like anything you've learned about debt, if you if you in your mind you're like debt's bad, it's, you're learning it from someone who doesn't own a business, and they don't know that there's good debt. Yeah, and I don't know I don't know all the tax ramifications personally about debt. Like if you're carrying debt at the end of the year, I don't know what the tax ramifications are. Do you do you know, Josh? I'm just curious. Well, so I was learning something about why a lot of companies like instead of showing a bunch of profit like they'll 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 go in debt like so many millions of dollars just because with debt it's you're not paying any taxes on it at all right but if you're showing income like you have to pay taxes on it i'm not sure i just watched a video on this and i wasn't paying attention enough because i can't explain it good (laughs) uh yeah because i've been thinking about it too where uh Right. So for for both of my I have the the Capital One two percent cash back spark business cards uh, for both of my businesses. Um, if you're interested in opening one, uh, DM me. I can send you my link. I get 200 bucks if you open one under my account or under my name. So holler at your boy. But um, basically, you know, I'm 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 turning into a businessman. Right. I, I made the. I made the a realization over last at the end of last summer that like oh fuck I'm a businessman now like this is con- this is all confusing that's how I know I made it right um, but I was using my old method of you know run the credit card up and then pay it off run the you know and I'm basically paying off the credit card every week for both businesses uh, uh, and obviously the credit card for the Christmas light business doesn't fluctuate or, or doesn't have the balance go up as much as the the, the jump offs one does but. I pay it off every every week, right? And that's back when I was running payroll weekly. I switched to running payroll biweekly, so I started paying it off biweekly. Well, if you miss a week when you're doing weekly, it's not that big of a deal. If you miss a payment when you go every two weeks, all of a sudden your all of a sudden your balance went way up, right? And so, I, but I, but I started thinking about it. I'm like, the the reason I'm paying it off so fast is because I don't want to incur interest charges. When I have the money in the bank, that seems stupid to me. But at the same time, if there is an instance that comes up to where, um, let's say, like a, a good example is I need obstacle courses. I was going to buy a whole bunch and then I bought out a local competitor and I spent $32,000 doing that, right? So i.e. all the money that I was going to go buy obstacle courses this way went bye-bye. Now I'm in a situation where I'm like, well, shit, I, I could really use those here very soon because they rent very, very well the entire year, as long as I get a wet dry, which I, which I will. If I were to incur the debt now to buy those, eat the interest a little bit going forward, right? And I got a good ass interest rate on my, I got a good ass interest rate on my, uh, uh, both my cards it will pay itself off in, in the long run. And so it's something I've been thinking more about, but, but it has been a little bit of a recent revelation where it would make sense. It would be good debt, so to speak. Yeah. You're um, I don't know if it's just me, but your video feed keeps like cutting out. Mine does. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's mine. Yeah, it's because your house is so big. Your Wi-Fi router is like really <laughs> far away. It's not that big. <laughs> I have a little booster right there. No, it's 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 it happens um, this time of night. It'll it used to happen. I upgraded our internet when I started the show. But uh, if if I think of my kid, right? I got one kid in playing Xbox, one playing an iPad, and my wife's probably watching TV. So it, it'll happen for a, a minute here. As soon as they get off, um, she should be putting. The I do like the, the mic. Uh, your voice sounds really sexy now. Nice. That's exactly what I wanted. <laughs> I was uh, I was I was working this week, and um, I was working on. I don't even remember what the fuck I was working on. I might have been working on these, but whatever. Uh, and I was like, dude, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna go play my own show in the background. And I'm like, it sounds like I'm like on the other side of the room. I was like, this is brutal, dude. So yeah, that's a huge why. improvement. Sounds really good. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, and then, you know, when I bought this mic, so so Justin is the one that suggested I buy this mic, and so I was like, yeah, 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 you're probably right. I should probably buy a fucking mic. So I bought this mic. You know, where I had it originally was like right here, like right above the camera, um, but I had set it up to where it was easy. Like I wanted it to be easy, but as this show grows, like, I mean, I, I, I worked on, I worked on the opening part of the show for hours today. You know what I mean? But that's because it's working, it's going like it's, it's teaching people things. So I'm like, well, I guess it's over now. Like we're just going to start moving everything around every Wednesday night and get it all set, you know? So we're, we're ready for booze and biz. And then I'll take it all back down on Thursday morning. But I'm very yeah, excited. I mean, yeah. One of the most important things is how far away you are from your mic. You did have it far away. It was very far away. It was very far away. But uh, I mean, these are all things I'm learning. All right. Anybody got other questions? Like, let's keep it rolling. It's not. Uh, it's not super active tonight. I can keep. I can keep talking about shit if you guys want me to. Um, let me see if I was. Mark said, "Did we get off? Did we get off tonight's subject, or am I just confused?" Uh, no, this is the this is the subject that Josh wanted to get on, right? Did you put that in the Did you put that in the Facebook group, Josh? Bad debt. Uh, You're a good debt of me. Uh, I didn't put that anywhere, but we were you were talking about credit cards, and so okay. I just I talked about it a little. <laughs> That's funny. No, I think it's it's great. It's definitely off tonight's topic of how to grow your business. No, no, you can use credit credit cards to grow your business so you can hire employees we're on topic we're good we're good bruno said just go with it mark yeah yep 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 um let's see i was gonna talk about let me find my notes they i moved them all like there we go i thought i had maybe i didn't i I thought i had something else i wanted to touch on oh a, a kind of a random question for you guys but um does anybody has anybody ever thought of giving their business a catchphrase? Like a, almost like a jingle, like you're not going to go like sit down at the keyboard and write yep. a jingle, but. I've, yeah, we have one on our t-shirt, on the back of our t-shirts. It says we're all magical and stuff. That's literally what it says. Yeah. Because this one girl I was dating, she goes, you guys are like really like magical and stuff. And I was like, Oh, that's such a good thing to put on the back of our t-shirt. So it says, we're all magical and stuff. <laughs> and what's funny to me is like, right. So when I was talking about branding, I said, you need to make it match, match your personality. I think that matches your personality perfectly. <laughs> you said you have so, one, Mark. So I keep buying yep. so much crap and my, my company's just in case party rentals. And the, uh, the catchphrase is we have everything just in case. 
Yeah, that's yeah, that's pretty good. Would you where where do you put it? Back of the shirt. And if I once I get the box truck and all wrapped and whatnot, then I'll put it right in the truck. That's pretty good. We have everything just in case. Yeah, what's what's yours, Mark? It's on my Let business card. Your too. party started. What is it? Let us get your party started. Call the moon man. Let us get your party started. Yes, you guys all have them. Okay. Yeah, because I was kind of thinking about it. Like, I definitely don't, I definitely don't have one at the jump off. Like, uh, we have internal shit that we that we say is, you know, me and the guys all say, uh, but but nothing that's you know customer facing. Examples. <laughs> Uh, so the, the, the one that I say the most, right. So, so we have five core values, um, and it's pretty much the same core values in both businesses, but, um, and really, um, I've, I've, I haven't done, um, a deliberate job of communicating them to the guys. Um, it's kind of something I wanted to test, right? So I came from, the company I came from had, we had fucking four, 15, 14. I don't remember how many they had there. Um, but I'm like, dude, you can't, nobody can fucking remember 15, core value like if you have 15 things you don't have any values there's way too many um so when i started my businesses i i, I sat down and came up with right it ended up five which i wanted three but i right i came up with five um and i was just kind of wanted to test it to where i was like i don't want to be obnoxious about them where they're plastered on the walls and nobody fucking remembers and or or or, or cares i mean instead I want to remind myself personally of them as often as I can, right? They're literally right, right there. Like this is my laptop, but I work on a big monitor over here. And so it's literally on the monitor right there, all five of them. And so I try to remind myself of them as often as I can, and then use my actions, my lessons, my storytelling, whatever, to then ingrain them in the guys. And we do a pretty good job. However, there is one that I quote, like at least five times a shift, which is, uh, uh, core value number five, which is nothing's ever easy, right? So one of the guys back, we just got one combo left. All right, let's set this up. It's going to be easy. We'll be out of here. I'm like, you know, and they're already like, fuck five. I know number five. I know I'm not trying to jinx us. Um, right. But that, like I said, that's not like a forward facing one to, to, to clients is nothing's ever easy. My favorite one, but we can't, can't put it on the back of a shirt. I tell my guys all the time, don't be a little bitch. And I got these bracelets made. And when they're crying or complaining about stuff, I'm like, here, here, wear this bracelet. <laughs> and they're all like, oh, no, I'm not going to wear that bracelet. I'm like, well, don't be a little bitch. Yo, I thought you were Wesley, bro, <laughs> for a minute. Wesley? Why? Because I'm just a little bit better than that. Just a little bit. <laughs> what did you say, Wes? I see my voice has got to be a little bit better than that. Oh. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. Uh, oh, Bruno has what he says. His is from big to small, we have it all. Hey, you guys are killing it with the freaking sayings. You know, rhyme and shit and like have your. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm way behind the times. I got to get a saying. Another one. This might be inappropriate to say, but. Instead of AZ Party Oasis, the guys were like, how about AZ Handjob Oasis? Where, <laughs> like, while, while someone's setting up inflatable in the backyard, because you want the wife <laughs> to tell you where the inflatable goes, because anytime a man is like, put the inflatable here, then the wife comes out and is like, no, 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 
Truth. move it over here. So while the woman is telling the one guy where to set up, the husband comes in the box truck, gets the hand job oasis, five star <laughs> reviews all day. Five star reviews. I, you know, yeah, how, much, I how much have you been drinking? <laughs> uh, just a little bit. Uh, yeah, we have one that is uh, uh, not as provocative, but number three is that we want to make the husband proud, but the wife is the client. Like it. Yeah, Big E has the party don't start till we bounce in. It should it should say we want to make the wife proud and the husband not as horny. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I, I always wonder if any of these are going to get flagged on YouTube. I don't. I don't know if okay. they yeah, monitor yeah, this this late. Oh, I'm not. Even, I'm not even going to go bad. into it then. I was about to go into my whole entire company that I I started like that and. That I was starting and whatnot. I got a whole bunch of different stuff. The rated R rentals. Rated R, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I saw your Facebook page. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's not like these videos get like thousands of views. So it's not like right. I think it would just get unmonetized. But I do have to select when I post like what's what content is in the show. I don't know. Well, I won't. We, My bad. We'll save rated R for <laughs> Oh, you're time. fine. You're fine. <laughs> But uh, um, no, well, anybody got a mini golf course? I, I sent those to Michelle, dude. Um, after I think I saw Christopher Weed posting them, I think. Yeah. I sent them to oh, her. Christopher like, Weed loves this idea, man. Penis putt putt. <laughs> Go on. And, and then, oh, you just uh, a bunch of obstacles that are all freaking dicks, and the ball's got little penises imprinted on it, and you get dildos, and you put them on the end of the, the clubs, and so you're holding dicks while you're putting. And I just, mean, I uh, think you would be at yeah, every no, single bachelorette party there ever was ever. Oh, dude, I'm telling you right now, I have a, I have like a whole kind of franchise idea. I think, like for this, I'm not even. I'm <laughs> if I can get it, I, want, I just want it in every major city. It's more of a licensing type thing. But anyways, there's also like, you, if you have a dunk tank, you can do this. You ever, who here's a dunk tank? I do. Buy a bunch of dildos. And freaking have and a, and a freaking tarp or a, a backdrop, and then freaking have people throw dildos at it. That's such a good idea. Oh, instead of baseball, I, I wanted to buy like because I have a mechanical bull too. They have a giant penis. I have one. I'll sell you the giant penis. I just I I don't know like because if my daughter sees it, she's gonna be like, "What is that?" And I don't know how to explain it to her. So uh, that's, that's the only reason why I for. haven't got. <laughs> that's what it covers for. I get oh, I, I, I have, have places galaxy? I can hide. I don't even uh, know who it who made this bull. I traded I it a, for a dollar. A giant joint that lights up and smokes too. My penis comes. <laughs> <laughs> the mechanical penis that like shoots water out of it. Oh, That's awesome. God. So so there's other there's more too. Does Definitely demonetized. Does, does anybody, yeah, does yeah, anybody have a uh, stuffed animal machine? <laughs> what the Ever, what is that? What? A stuffed animal machine? Like, where you like stuff animal, kind of, like What kind of freakish shit are we talking about? Well, no, you can just do, you can do, like, build a bear stuffed penises and shit at Bachelorette parties, oh too. <laughs> I have a t-shirt launcher that I shoot condoms my logo out on it. Oh my god! And then, uh, that's that's good marketing. Right there. <laughs> I, uh, oh, just, dude, I'm telling you, this is well thought out shit here. Like, 
there's there's um oh oh I, I almost forgot. How could I forget? You know those sumo suits? Okay, this is the last one. But, all, right, those on them. all right, this is the last one. This is the last one. <laughs> you know those you know, sumo suits? Imagine it just like giant penises and you had people push each other, then it's a cockfight. <laughs> then you use then you use those same suits and you get a giant inflatable with a that's a hole. And you have and like you can literally get anything printed to go over the hole and it's a giant glory hole and you have people jump through it through those suits. Or do like the blindfold where because you know how they do it at the bachelorette parties where they're blindfolded and they, they have to like pin the the, the penis oh, yeah, on the thing. Pin the dick yeah. on the dude, yeah. You put the sumo suit on and they have to pin the penis in the whatever holes yeah, that you it's, design. It gets, there, there's, there's so much stuff you can do in the, in the industry. I actually learned some of that stuff from the dude who created Galaxy Multi-Rides. Well, I should have never said the word hand job because we got off topic. Yeah, yeah, wildly. I mean, we were <laughs> off topic. Now we are like wildly off topic. <laughs> How to grow your business. Okay, never mind. We're, we're going to leave that alone. We're going to leave that alone. Um, all right, Bruno, what were you asking, Bruno? Um, no, trade show marketing. No, I've never done uh, trade show marketing, nor do I have a ton of knowledge of it. Um, giveaway weddings. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know much about it. You're in the wedding market doing tents and stuff like that. That's that's the only time you want to do it as far as other trade shows. Like, it's, you don't really do a lot of trade show stuff in the party rental world unless you're, like, into weddings. Like, the only, only time I've ever heard of them is weddings. Unless you're actually... Like, there's a whole demographic of actually renting two trade shows. You buy, like, a pipe and drape and all that stuff. If you end up doing that, like, you can, like, do all kinds of mini trade shows around you if you have the tables and chairs. I know a lot of people make good money off that. What are the top items for, like, weddings and stuff like that? What, what do you guys recommend as far? Because I'm, I'm planning to get into maybe, like, more trade shows, more weddings and stuff. But I feel like I don't have enough equipment um, as far as weddings. Is there any recommendations you guys might so give? You want to do start backyard with 20 wides and then you get, then you basically, you start with a 20 wide tent. The tw- um, I got the 20 by 20 uh, high peak tents. Yeah. So you're going to want it's- a 20 by 20, a 20 by 30 to 20 by 40 just to start mm-hmm. off with. But then you're going to want to get the bigger tents, like the 30 wides or 40 wides. And that's you when think you start tents are the, with, with you weddings, think you tents are the more, number one thing? Well, you, yeah, you you definitely unless you're trying to go indoors and like 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 as far as scale, yes, because once you find the person that wants to do the backyard tent, you get everything else underneath the tent, which is where all the real money is. And whereas if you go to a venue, most venues have their own stuff, or you're just decorating most of the time, and decorations are just annoying as hell. But um, like that's where like where you're doing weddings. There's all kinds of different. Like if you could work with a decorator that decorates all the tables, you'll save a bunch of your like headache and whatnot. Um, but, but if you want to do it all yourself and charge and and do all that, you can make millions of dollars too. Like there's it. All, it all depends on scale. What you're trying to do. I always say you obviously you know what I mean depending on how much money you got and knowledge. You want to start small. So start with backyard weddings and then just work you work into your elegance and style and learn new tricks. If you really want to get into like the tents and the weddings and stuff, ARA is a really good place to that like uh, I know a bunch of people that once they started actually following the courses and doing crazy stuff like that with ARA, they started making real good money in that in that aspect. 
Gotcha. I'm piping drapes really easy if you want to get into that and trade shows. That's just tables and draping and all that stuff. That's really easy. And if you have like a union by you, most of them already know how to do all the stuff and you can just hire their labor and do it. If you know how to play with pricing, that's what I was saying earlier. It's just all, you know what I mean? It's all well, the, the price. The whole draping thing, I, I think that might take a little too long. I'm kind of more of a drop and gold type. Um, I kind of just added the yeah, lettering just not too long ago. So I'm hoping that hits pretty well for like weddings and stuff. But I guess we'll see. are huge jobs. You don't want to do small draping and stuff. What I'm saying, like trade show draping, you do all the trade show booths and stuff like that. That's like a 10, 10, 50, like all it's, it's just repeat this, like repeat repetitive stuff. And you're doing all the booths, but you can get paid like tens of thousands of dollars for doing trade shows and whatnot. Gotcha. And it's way it's way easier to do than weddings, in my, in my opinion. But you don't get as many of them unless you're hunting for that market. It depends on your market. Where are you, Bruno? Would you like them like uh, Nebraska? I mean, I mean Kansas. Yeah. Which is the Kansas? I'm like in the middle of nowhere, just cows and shit. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't know about trade shows out there. They got trade shows over there. They got that corn tra- corn shows. They have some, but Tractor. I, I'm I'm trying. I don't know. I feel I, I feel pretty confident as far as like the backyards, you know, parties and stuff. We got a bunch of inflatable water slides and whatnot. But now I'm trying to just target different areas that I feel like I'm kind of lacking. Um, so definitely looking to add more inventory yeah, honestly, as far as tents. If you're trying to get in a tents, don't even think 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 bigger packages with your tents for parties and think like small backyard weddings don't go nope. into elegant weddings until you're ready to go down that route think backyard nope. weddings i won't like if this if somebody's too picky the, on the there is one the problem wedding, though I'm just like yeah there I'm, is I'm one problem it, it might not be the person for you would you say it, there is one problem on, on our area out here we're known for it's called the windy city so it's very yeah. windy so like we added some Six. high peak tents um but i also like worry a lot because i have to secure them a lot and i know there's other types of tents and stuff and i want to kind of shift and get more into the weddings but like i'm frame. also trying to figure out what i should get or what's the best product for frame like windy areas frame tents, and you just want to stake the hell out of them use big big chunky long stakes and stake you know what i mean if you if you're really worried about wind use stake bars and double up on stakes gotcha yeah, I'm, how long I'm do you guys usually take on setting up a, a tent? I can Just get to, it done in like 30, 30 minutes, 30 40 minutes. minutes. That's about right. But if it has tables, it all depends on how many tables and chairs, too. That might be a little bit more. But, it, you know what I mean? The average tent job is like a grand. You get it done like an hour. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Dang, you. That, I don't want to pay over here. They're cheap. <laughs> I'm, I'm, as, I'm as high as 360 and that, that seems to be quite a bit for a lot of people out here i don't know yeah i hate, I hate when you're marketing to and stuff you start adding packages i'll give them you buy a tent i'll give you 50 bucks on a water off on like an inflatable or something like that um i raised my prices a little bit more so i can i, I don't even eat those discounts anymore this year basically the built them mm-hmm. in was eating the cost last year but now i just raised my prices a little bit so i can keep those discounts and because they work really well. Like the key to this business is send people like raise your ticket, send people the packages all over your website, make that the biggest thing. Like I feel like people in this industry don't do that too too much. Like they make everything 
a la carte. Send people to packages. Make that your whole thing. And then if they want it, and then they put also like like a little bit of 50-50. Mm-hmm. And when and people are having weddings, they, they, they want to spend baby. a little extra. They 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 want to make sure that that shit's set up right. I avoid all weddings. Even exactly. though people all the time they yeah. they're like we need like 200 chairs and I'm like oh this is going to suck cuz they want everything <laughs> to be perfect. They I mean and they'll spend they'll spend extra money because they want everything to be perfect cuz it's the woman's special day. You know. I remember bro, I got married. I remember. I remember exactly what it was like. You know, people are asking about the white balance houses. There's a dude that I know about me around me that bought two of them and freaking uh He's trying to sell know. them and stuff. I don't really want to buy My belts are trash. I'm sorry. I even know oh. the company. I'm trying to tell. I know a company that might want it, actually, the balloon company. They should buy it. But I don't, I don't even, I haven't seen it or anything. So I got, but once I see her, I'm probably going to recommend it to her. But yeah, white bounce houses, unless you're like a wedding company and trying to like be kind of cute or whatever. Yeah. But if you're a bounce house company, don't even deal with that shit. Yeah, I've got, so I've got two that I just got in a buyout of another company. And it's just like, I don't think they're worth, you know, jack shit for, for resale. But I'll happily sell them if nothing happens, right? But I'm like, well, I got two now. So I'm going to go in and, and see what I can do with them. So I'm going to team up with the fucking balloon lady. Then the lady that I'm going to team up with is like elegant. But uh, uh, I'm going to I'm gonna give it a shot and, and and see what we can do with them. I've got them. You know, I'm not doing anything crazy with ads or SEO Somebody with them. Somebody wants to buy one right now. <laughs> so oh, I'm shit. Jay-Z, Jay-Z wants to buy it right now. I would get the, the white vinyl spray paint and this every time you use it, just white <laughs> vinyl spray paint over it because... <laughs> easy clean. Yeah, easy clean. Right. Yeah, yeah I don't so, know. so my problem is we already do bounce houses, tents, my girl does balloons. We already do all the fancy stuff. So, like, we just got a new logo, and every it was super hard to try to figure out a logo, like like Nick said, because every bounce house company has a stupid bounce house in it, the exact same yep. one, and every tent company has the exact same stupid tent in the, in the logo, and we do everything. So we just came up with our logo of just being, like, a family, and that that's our logo is a family. That's what we represent. So now with the stupid ba- white bounce houses, we're getting a- asked a lot because my girl does the balloon decorations already. So it's like an easy add-on to the super fancy wedding with the tent, all that other stuff, and then throw in the extra white bounce house. Yes, and I'm with you. Like that's that's the thing. Like we're gonna get some tents. Like I'd already have my tents if I wouldn't have bought that company out. Right. But instead I spent the money on buying that company out. So I'm going to buy the tents once we, once we get our little revenue going, but then I'm like, well, bro, once I have the tents, like the white bounce houses, it's all going to, I think it's all going to work. That's exactly. the plan. That's the plan. So, so, so we'll see. I don't know. Um, but yeah. I mean, the ones that I got, like um, one of them, like literally, so the, the guy that I bought the company off of, he's, he's a good dude. His name's Reese. Um, I bought a couple used units off him before, and then he's reached out with questions before right because he was super close he literally carried one of the white bounce houses and just like set it and he's a much bigger dude than me but you know just set it in the bed of the truck the the, the other one is like a bounce house type of weight like right it's probably two two ten two twenty but the other one he literally just lifted and put it in like he got them from china like 
We yeah. do not have high expectations for these things. Right. But I'm no, like, yeah. I got them, dude. So I'm going to try. <laughs> yeah. All I see ever is girls posting up the white bounce houses. So they can't be that heavy. Yeah. Yeah. It is. I, I actually have uh, have uh, uh, suggested that more than once to um, people that have reached out to me that were, you know, two women that are best friends that want to start this bounce house company and, and they've got this design aesthetic and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, listen, I'm not going to tell a whole bunch of people to go do the all white or, or, or pink bounce house thing. I'm like, but I know they're lighter weight. I know they're easier to move. They're not going to get as dirty if you're thoughtful about it. My guys are going to get them horrendously filthy. Like I already know this, you know what I mean? Because they're going to be used to set up water slides and they're not going to put the the time and effort in, right? But if you have somebody that's going to be thoughtful about it, I, you know, it's it's not a terrible idea. It's just a much different idea. Um, and my gut tells me it's less scalable. Yeah, there's only one one company in my area there's like 70 bounce house companies in the area so yeah. there's only one person that has the like two or three white bounce houses yeah we've got one but, company around me that has four or five i think um and then everybody else is like a one-off you know that yeah. and, and and everybody that has them is like not a good that's going to sound terrible but not a good bounce house operator but then threw that in their inventory thinking it's easy money. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see what this year holds with this whole white bounce house thing. Yeah, for sure. But listen, it'd be a good if, idea. If it, like if you're new and stuff, like you, you need to wind your customer base. I, I know I wouldn't buy one and I don't have one. So I have no idea. Yeah. But I, it could I be wouldn't a have good way to it. get customers. Yeah. I, I would not have bought the two that I have other than acquiring them in the buyout. But, but who yeah. knows? Yeah, that's the thing. It's just like kind of like I don't know how long that niche is gonna, you know, need to be served. If it 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 may be here to stay forever. You just don't know. They should make the same type, the same exact one as black though, because I've I've met a few gothic girls and they would prefer like black weddings. And maybe that, that might cool, be bro. a new thing. A black one. I think yeah. Albert with uh, Ultimate Jumpers does uh, black ones. I've seen him post them a few times. All black? That would be sick. Yeah. yeah. And I actually did start with a white one. Uh, and I picked it up in California when I went to pick down up my jump orange ones. And I was surprised because it was like a 12 by 12 by 24 uh, inch box. And I was like, uh is this a blower or what is this because it was the first bounce houses i had ever picked up but no like you were saying that thing is like a hundred some pounds i used it last summer but i got tired of it because well like everybody knows they get dirt they don't get extra dirty it's just regular amount of dirty that you can see right away so you have to clean them and i'm like no that's not like you said it's not scalable sure i was charging 350 for it uh and it was super easy but no i'd rather just get uh more combos and slides and all that other stuff 
Yeah, that's that's where I'm at. I think I have them priced right around there, 325, 350, something like that. Um, kind of the same. I'm like, dude, if if we do get this, like I'm almost gonna have the guys clean it on site because it's gonna be so easy to move and so easy to roll. Like, just have them do it. Clean it on site, fellas. But we'll we'll see if it, you know, we'll see if it if it comes into anything. I don't know. I, just, yeah. I feel like though that if it's not because you see it like in social media all the time it's like perfect white and if you sh- show up and it has like a few stains on it the people are going to be pissed and complain about it it's, it seems stressful it seems like way too stressful for the amount of money you would yeah make. that's that's why i got rid of them because i'm like next year they're gonna it's gonna be dirtier and it's just not gonna be as clean as it is now so i got out before it got too bad yeah, that's not a bad idea. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where, like, uh, uh, the 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 culture that I've set up in the jump off is is that very polite, like, high communication, high touch, if you will. The other part is speed. Like, my guys are obsessed with going fast, and so I almost feel like the white bounce houses are going to be in complete opposition of the culture that I've built because it's going to be go slow, get it in the right place, make sure that, right. It's going to have to be uh, uh, like Justin was talking about earlier, like with weddings, it's like, they want that shit. Perfect. Or, or Josh was talking about it. They want that shit. Per- I think the white bounce house is going to be that same thing. So I don't know. Cautious optimism. And it's, I mean, I, even if they turn it off before you get there and it just leans over to the side and gets a little bit in the dirt and then all of a sudden you're like, Oh shit, it's not perfect. And yeah, they and- want it to be perfect. And you're not right, and you're not tarping it. You're not going to put a big ass fucking blue tarp under it. Yeah, get a white tarp. Oh, terrible. something something that I did that was a really good idea that somebody else suggested to me: uh, do an artificial turf to put in front of it. Uh, that way, it gets less dirt and it looks a lot nicer. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I used yeah. to have. I used to in my trailer when I had my Prius. The like half of my trailer was full of rolled up pieces of fake grass because so many people have rocks here in Arizona. And I was the only person offering that we would lay out a big carpet of fake grass, like right in front of it. And everybody loved it, but people were so like all that fake grass disappeared. I have no idea. There was one customer who tried to steal it and I went to go pick up and I was like, so where's the fake grass? He's like, oh, I don't know. I don't know where it is. <laughs> so I started like searching around his yard. I was like, it has to be here somewhere. He rolled it up and hid it behind his shed. He's trying to steal it from me. That's and funny. like, yeah, after a certain amount of time, all my fake grass disappeared. And still today on this, on my website, it's like, if you have rocks, no problem. We bring fake grass. I need to change <laughs> it because people get mad. <laughs> We don't bring it that shit's ex- can you get that cheap uh out there or because out here bro that stuff's expensive well you used to be able to yeah I dude 15 foot rolls for three and really and, and send it i've got three rolls sitting in my garage right now oh yeah on bro, offer up you. yeah if you do the freebie alerts a lot of times people are giving away like big rolls of it for free there's a guy here in nashville that sells them for like i think they're 10 feet wide by 40 feet long for like a hundred bucks. Take them. That's insane. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Cause all yeah. the turfs, all those high schools play on turf here. Yeah. We've got, uh, I mean, I'm in the carpet capital, so 
everybody that also does carpet also does turf and anything that they have that is um like cut the specs their waste they put to the side and whenever we go and so I'm truck driver by day and then inflatables by night but uh anytime we go into a customer we ask them about it and they'll tell us hey saturday morning come pick up this roll and it could be uh, a small roll and do just you know two inflatables or it could be something larger that can for us take out i don't know six fronts and in front of our combos run from the the entry from the bounce house to the slide so you're talking what nine and a half ten foot thirteen foot something in that nature and we get them all day every day almost almost my entire backyard is full of fake grass but it does none of it matches and lines up but (laughs) back when when i used to go on routes and stuff because when i had the box truck like you would see you would drive and see like a huge pile of just rolled up fake grass on the side of the road and it's like they either want us to take this or they're throwing it away either way get it in the box truck right i've never seen that ever in my life but that's we don't even have to like you got real grass you just grows like texas georgia all yeah all everyone's got real grass yeah here it's like yeah people are like i want it's cost too much to to have real grass here and it's super hard to have real grass here there's so much fake grass here yeah i had a buddy that uh we stayed with for a couple days and uh he lives in uh oh fuck i just forgot the name of it just north of phoenix like the suburb like the big one like the that everybody knows peoria scottsdale scottsdale uh and so like um i was like all right well i'm gonna go on a run and it was it was like October, so it was nice weather. But uh, I go on a run. Uh, yeah, bro, I didn't see a blade of grass the entire run, and I put down some miles. So you've been here before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually, dude, I actually really, really like Arizona. I could totally live in the Phoenix area. Totally. Everyone loves it here, except the thing that sucks is that everyone here is assholes. Are they? Which I'm l- trying to learn how to become one. I'm slowly becoming more of an <laughs> asshole. Every I mean, day. I lived in California but... for five years, so I think I, I think I could get, I can turn the southern, the southern hospitality. I can turn it off pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, but here it's like nobody cares about each other. Nobody's loyal. Everyone like nobody has any respect for anything. They'll get in your car, just eat all this food, leave all the trash, and then just get out of your car really yeah i was in uh, yeah i mean in texas like i swear like in texas the the thing that you're taught at an early age is whatever trash you bring into the car you take out of the car right my my, our dad would whoop our asses if we if we didn't shake our boots off before we got in and we left any trash in there here everyone like there's no southern hospitality here that's Louisiana is pretty much texas i mean it's like the same thing yeah, it's like it's like we're like poor, like the poor version of like the wannabe Texas. Yeah, I was on that same run. I was on in in Scottsdale. I'm running like right, and the roads aren't super wide, but you guys have sidewalks. We don't have sidewalks here, but uh, so I'm like running. I'm like on the sidewalk, whatever. And on the other side of the road is a lady, and she's like pushing a stroller, right? And so like I'm just jogging, like I just look over, like smile, like wave, and she looks at me like I'm a fucking psycho. And I'm like, damn, dude, he's a bitch. I keep running. I'm like, oh, no, I forgot where I am. Like, 
everybody wants to like put their blinders on and never see anybody else. The South is the opposite. Fucking people are waving and shit. Oh, even even my neighbors, they they moved in and like literally every time I saw them, I would I would wave and like smile, be all friendly. And I was like, oh, my God, they never like they always look at me like I'm crazy. But one day they had a garage sale and they were selling just all garbage. And I went over there and I was like, oh, yeah, let me get this and this. And they're like, how much? Or I was like, how much? They were like, it's it's only 10 bucks. I was like, I was like, how about I give you $60 and you keep it? And they were like, oh my God. Like they were so like shocked. And then now every day when I come, when I walk outside, they're like, oh my God. Cause I even, when they moved in, I walked over there to like, shake. I was like, I was like, Hey, my name is Josh from a neighbor. And they're like, we don't shake hands. And I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> Were like, you pound it, or what? it was like that. No, it was like, we don't, we don't shake hands. We don't do any of that. Once I gave them $60, they were like, they love me now. <laughs> oh, that's funny, dude. Yeah. I, every time we go back and visit uh, in California, we, we haven't been back in a while, but my wife sprung it on me the other day that I guess we're going to go soonish. Um, but I was just like, dude, you go on a run or you go to the store, like, like you hold the door open for someone and they like duck in the door real fast. Like they're like, ugh. <laughs> Like, I can't believe Ugh, another human. Ugh. Hey, Nick, off topic, man. Uh, so I know in Hammond, I got a friend that lives in Hammond, and uh, she owns a daiquiri spot. Have you thought mm-hmm. about opening one of those there? Um, The daiquiri thing, like, so I worked in retail, right, which is nothing like a daiquiri shop, obviously, but I worked in retail for a long time. And when you get to fucking Christmas, dude, and that store, those stores are open till 10 o'clock at night. It sucks, dude. So to have a daiquiri shop here, it's open till two or three in the morning. Like, no, it's nothing. I Nothing I want to get myself into. Now, I know you could hire out a good GM and never have to deal with it. But like, that's just, I don't know. You're just asking Asking for a lot of headaches, especially in that industry, restaurant and bar industry. Um, it's just notorious for having, you know, the alcoholic, drug addict type personalities. It's just like, I think I could run the wheels off of one if I opened one. I just don't want that fucking challenge. You know what I mean? Um, but but out here we do have we do have um like snow cones, right? But out here they're called snowballs. I don't know why they're called that here. Those snowball stands, like it's just a little shed on a teeny piece of land. And bro, they freaking print money in the hot summer. And so what I, like my ultimate those ultimate in Texas too. Yeah, bro. Like in, in Utah where I where I grew up, you have them like shaved ice or or snow cones, and they're like a forklift drops this little building in the parking lot of the you know, um grocery store of the walmart or whatever and like the hot chicks from the high school work there but out here it's like a full-blown like it's a little ass shed that you convert into a shop and you just open it for like six seven months a year and just print money and then it just closed the rest of the year so like my dream is to open and there's a there's a lot that's vacant right by me but it's like a gazillion dollars and I have the money to buy it or the ambition to raise the money to buy it. Um, but I want to open a warehouse with then with like a jump off, like storefront looking deal. Right. And then a fucking snowball stand at the front 
We can just blow up a bounce house every single day in front of the snowball stand, right? And it's almost like that's a front for what's going on behind because then I think I could skirt by and not have to get um, um, industrial zoning. I think I could. I think that's I could get such by. a good idea too, because every customer who pulls up, you can give them your your business cards. Because, yep. you, I mean, that's such a good idea. There's not one spot here in Arizona where you can pull up. Because I remember in Texas, like even as a kid, like there would be that one little shack, like in a random place, and there were just cars just lined up everywhere, and everyone would get out, and there'd be a big line just to get snow cones they don't do that here. Such yeah. a good idea. It's weird. Yeah. And that's why I'm like, dude. And then, so, um, for, for Christmas lights, we do, uh, this was two years ago. I got a lady that wanted Christmas lights. And so then, um, my, like my mom was my admin that season. And so she sends me a text. She's like, Oh, I need your help on this one. I have no idea what the fuck this is. And so then I pulled up on Google earth. I'm like, what the hell is that building? It's like a little shed thing. And so I text the lady. She's like, no, it's my snowball stand. So we put Christmas lights on a snowball stand. Um, it's kind of up in the country, um, up in LaRanger. But I started asking her question. She wouldn't tell me how much money she makes. She wouldn't spill the beans on that. But she just added like, so she has all these little hot, uh, high school girls that work for her. And she's like, yeah, they just love working here and they didn't want to close down. So like I added nachos and hot dogs to the list. You know what I mean? I'm like, well, are you selling them? She's like, yeah, we're really busy, even though we're not selling snowballs at our snowball stand. I'm like, Oh my God. Yeah. So yeah. Wes put in their coffee and snowball. So yeah, bro. Like you could just go ape shit with it. If, if you do a good job with, with the snowballs, the, that clientele is just kind of like beholden to you. Like they're just going to automatically come. And then if you make dope ass coffee or dope ass barbecue brisket, it doesn't matter. Right. You could, it's so fast. You could just create a brand and and have everybody love you right my guys would work there they're all amazing kids that are goofy you know 18 19 20 year olds that would just have a ball with it you know what i mean everybody would love us and then we would just we already dominate this this uh the city that i'm in for bounce houses and water slides but it would be like bro we'd have a monopoly like it would be disgusting <laughs> You would have to hire high school girls uh, to do that side, and then the high school boys to do the other side. Yeah, that would be that would be potentially trouble. That I'd have to figure that out. <laughs> All right, dude. Well, I'm excited. We're not going to go. We we can keep going. I'm just excited. We're not going till eleven tonight. <laughs> yeah, well, Derek's not here. Yeah, yeah. That was funny, bro. He jumped on last week, and it was just like. The party, the party restarted. Everybody was so interested. He was, uh, he was a good, he was a, he's gonna be a good operator, dude. That was cool. But, bro, the next morning, I, I when I tell you, I woke up like I didn't wake up till like seven fifteen, and like my wife had to like get the kids out the door, and I get up. She's like, "What the fuck?" I'm like, "Bro, I was." She's like, "What time did you come to bed?" I'm like, "It was at least eleven She's like, "Are you fucking serious?" I'm like, dude, I ha I don't know how many drinks I had, but I I am I am hurting. She's like, LOL, whatever. She goes to she goes to work. I'm laying down on the couch. I like was like, oh, I can't function. Like I lay down on the couch at like nine in the morning. And then my wife called. She's like, hey, you got to go get 
uh, Brody, our little girl, Brody. She's like, Brody, she just threw up at school. I'm like, oh, what the fuck? So I go get Brody and come home. And then she's like chilling on the couch. She doesn't feel very good. Bro, I went and took a legit took a nap. I was not right until like 1230 in the afternoon. And even then I was still dragging. Like I I I was overserved last Thursday. Hey, you you were like, I saw you drinking straight out of the bottle right at the end. Did I really? You were. Oh, that's so cool. I need to go watch that. That's so cool. Yeah, so then I had I had more than I thought because because uh, I know how many beers that I had put in the little cooler. I know how many beers I had prior to the show oh, you starting. Had a bottle of like whiskey at the end, and you were just chugging straight out the bottle. Yeah, it was. Oh, bro, it was bottle <laughs> turkey. It was one on one. Wesley asked, "Have anyone looked into indoor indoor carting? I've never looked into it to open it. Um, I know it's fucking cool. I would." Like, if I was going to do anything like that, I would do a bowling alley, I think. I would do a bowling alley. But but that's 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 kind of market-specific. There's no good bowling alleys around here. And the only one that's mildly decent um, is over in Hammond, which is 25, 30 minutes away from here. Um, and it's in – and then you get into that parish, which we have parishes instead of counties, but you get into that parish. Like, as soon as you cross the parish line, it's like a whole another world, like – the parish I'm in is the nicest parish in the entire state of Louisiana, right? So, like, we don't like to go over there to go to that bowling alley. Um, but kind of what I was saying earlier, like, I don't want to open a bowling alley that's open till fucking 2 in the morning, bro. Ugh. Um, indoor carting is, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Like, what? what's the specific question? So, we're looking that? at right now, like, we've, we've been talking to an investor about it. They used to own this building. It's... Um, if anybody's familiar with like the Chattanooga area, it's in the East Ridge area. Um, it's got a Bass Pro right across the street. It's got a Top uh, Top Golf right across the street. Restaurants, all this yada yada yada. Um, anyway, we've been uh, discussing with 360 Carding about it and trying to figure out whether it's a it's a good move. If you do some research on it, the money in it is killer, but it's the startup cost and everything in that nature to just get rolling. And that's why I was wondering what else, what is everybody else looking at? I mean, the inflatable game is going to be something, you know, but it's going to take 10 years to, to really get it to grow to where it's a, it's a good, 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 good business to where you're sitting on the beach, smoking stuff out of your left hand while everybody else is running it. So that's where yeah. we're trying to figure out something now where we can, we can capitalize on it, run it, get it working good and then manage when needed. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what I'm really f- going to focus on this year for the jump off, too. Not not that I'm, you know, going to be on a beach while they run it um, every weekend, right? Not, not like I'm not like a rich guy on the beach. I am going to go to the beach a couple times, but but I'm not some rich dude. Um, but 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 for me, the reason I want to do that is because I want to I want to focus more on the other stuff that I that I personally do. You know what I mean? So like. To answer your question, I want to grow the other side, whether and 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 whether that turns into writing books and giving keynote speeches or you know just running trainings, I have no freaking clue. Um, but I've really kind of withdrawn myself from the business opportunities like you're talking about, just because 
I want to go do the the Nick Glassett thing. You know what I mean? Um, that being said, the things that I think are are interesting to me um, are tents because if 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 you can get in, if you can grow that large, like so, I don't know if you follow um, the jumper guy on TikTok. Um, he makes a lot of goofy videos, um, but he, but he does make some he does make some good videos you know, what's up guys. It's the jumper guy. You don't follow him. Yeah. Go, go. So go follow him on TikTok. Um, but basically he's kind of like us, right. Um, bounce houses, chairs, tables, whatever. And then grew and he's in Los Angeles. Right. So, so a little bit of a leg up if you do it right. Cause of the city's in, but, um, he did it right. And grew the, the event side of everything. Right. So he's got a gazillion resin chairs, round tables, uh, uh, propane heaters, all that stuff. And he does some good business in that. And then he still has this water slide and bounce house business, but it's kind of like you can use the existing business to then grow that event side. Um, if you don't, you know, Adam Keller is, is kind of the opposite example, right? He has no bounce houses, grew the event side huge and stayed in the event rental business but just took over uh, uh, almost obscure versions of the market with his with his toilet trailers and like right all uh, the glamping tents, all this wild crazy stuff that that is not tables, chairs, and tents that he can offer to to create these humongous um, tickets. You know what I mean? I'm a big fan of that. Um, then the other the, the other one like wild wild off one that I, I would maybe do if I had the right partner or partners plural to kind of navigate it is um, a water park. Like I think a water park would just be like, that'd I'm, be cool. I mean, that's bro, what I was kind of looking into too. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's some, awesome. there's some, some lifeguards, right? Not lifeguards are always teenagers that sit there. Right. So I, I, I really think, right. Not having been to a ton of, of, of water parks, but I really think if you can create a culture among the employees at the water park where the employees are fucking cool and not angry teenage dickheads, I really think you can create a family environment that, that would explode. Right. And again, I'm kind of coming this at this from a little bit of a selfish place because we don't have one around here. So I could, I could, own the market no matter what, but then also do it right and try to make it a destination. Um, but, but again, I mean, that's, that's a big undertaking from, from a liability standpoint. Have you ever thought of, sorry, Nick, have you ever thought about opening up a family entertainment center? Cause that has crossed my mind a lot, especially with all the games and everything at IAPA. Dude, I got like books on top of books of, I pretty much try to talk to everybody out there. Yeah, I mean it's it's another one where it's obvious those I mean how much the food costs like it's clearly the the markup on food alone is going to pay for everything, right? So mm-hmm. yeah, if you there there was a little one in in um Sacramento that has since I think COVID finally killed it, but I mean, bro, a hole in the wall, like a couple biggish biggish rides and some shitty go-karts and then an arcade and and it's like, dude, the and a, and putt putt right two different putt putt courses, and it was it it had been there forever, and you know that they're just like 
hoarding the money, not reinvesting anything, right? And just keeping all the money. But I'm like, oh my God. I remember thinking like, you know, I was 23, 24, you know what I mean? As a, as a corporate employee trying to climb the ladder back then. And I remember thinking like, dude, if you could open one of these places and do it right, like you could just make a killing and, and it's a fun business. You know what I mean? Like the tickets, dude. I mean, how much money my kids waste trying to get tickets so they can get a thing that costs four cents is insane to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. It, 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 all those, all those ventures really come down to two things in, in my opinion, which is number one ambition. Like you got to have a pretty high ambition. It's not like you need to, you know, be Elon Musk, but, but, but you got to have a pretty high ambition to undertake those and then you got to have the wherewithal to get the 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 money. Like the the money is yeah. is is a big one. So, here's an, here's another one. Just the regular venue. I know a lot of people out here been kind of jumping on that. I've been looking and looking around for a venue just to kind of rent it out. And even if I don't rent out the tables and chairs, I could always use them in that venue for like certain parties and stuff like that. So yeah, you, that's definitely a place where I'm kind of looking at, but man, it seems like more and more people are noticing these things and they're kind of jumping into it, you know? Yeah. Um, one of the ones that was, uh, yeah, I was actually in your, in your home state. Uh, well, I was right on the board. I was in Missouri and Kansas both, but I was in Kansas city uh, on that um, reality show. I was on called the blocks and it was held like, so everybody that was a cast member, uh, there was like 80 something of us we all had our own hotel room and then in the same parking lot, we walked across to, to film and, and do the whole show and the classes and everything at a co-working space. It's called the grid, but it's like just a co-working space. Right. And so there's mm-hmm. a, a big ass glass room. That's like, it was really cool. And then there's like a small glass corner office. That's the owner's office. And then there's one next to it. That's like a big conference style room. And then the next one over and the next one over uh, were, were really big. And they were like uh, some movie studio type of guys. I don't know. They had movie posters all in there and and they were real fancy. You know, on the other end, there's like a row of like, there's no cubicles, but it's just like a row of computers or a row of, of desks. You can just sit down with your laptop at. And then there's little ones in the back and um, there's a whole ass kitchen and then a big auditorium thing and then a loft and. I was like, dude, the co-working space, like that's to me, that's really interesting because you, you have to open it and design it. But from there, it's like a hotel, like every, like everybody pays your rent for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I thought oh, that now that you mentioned that, that's actually another, I was looking into that too. I, I worked for a hotel for like over 10 years, I would say. Dude, they make bank a lot. And I used to be one of those that always try to get, you know, um, the place where I was working at, it was a uh, comfort in, and it would be insane how much I could charge somebody just for the night. Our rooms were like $79.99, but those suites, you know, since people were checking in late, sometimes I, I had to like, bump up the numbers like from 79.99 to 259.99 and a lot, surprisingly a lot of people would take them and it was just a small town where i used to live at 
And I was like, what the hell? And at the end of the night, when I used to run all the reports, oh my God, dude, they made, they would make a killing just by having, I think, let me think, probably like a hundred rooms or so. Can you imagine? Right. Probably like between 149.99 to 250 a night. That's a lot of, a lot of money. I've, I've seen Paris Hilton before. I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's very, very, very wealthy. Very Hilton. That's funny. Yeah, I mean, um, if you can get into anything, right? I don't I don't know, like probably owning a hotel, I think falls under hospitality, not under real estate, but I mean, you can you can hire to have somebody run a hotel. Uh, uh, I don't want to say fairly easily because nothing's ever easy. Core value number five, but it's it's a proven blueprint that's out there that's easily uh, uh, obtainable. That blueprint's easily obtainable. You know what I mean? Um, uh, uh, but again, it's just kind of like that is a you could get a phone call at three in the morning every single day, like you're on call twenty four hours a day, unless your GM is like an OG. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I think about those things. Yeah. 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 And that, that's kind of like, you know, I think as a matter of fact, it happened, it happened maybe like two or three times when I had to call the owner. Mm-hmm. One, some guy, some guy went in and tried to take the drawer and I had to chase him over a field. And then another one, another time I remember um, the alarms, the fire alarms went off and everybody was scared and that was fun. <laughs> right right and so it's like i mean i'm sure the money's worth it right but um like we do we we did this year a new client this year that we did christmas sites for that was the largest home that we 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 did it wasn't the largest job but it was a largest i mean it was a large home we did um and so uh i was talking to him and i found out that he used to own a whole bunch of mcdonald's stores and one of my guys um, and he's he's retired now. I think I think he sold them all. I don't know. He didn't give me all the details. But one of my guys was like, "Fuck, who would think that like you could get that wealthy owning McDonald's stores? Like we all need to start saving our money and start opening McDonald's." I'm like, "Bro, they open at like like what time do you think the employees get there at? Three a.m. Like so you can prep breakfast. Three. I would yeah. say three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like right. And I know McDonald's is notoriously open late. They're not one of those. But still, I mean, I'm sure they're open till ten or eleven. I'm like, bro, could you imagine if store a hundred had a major whatever cash register shortage at a right. They closed at oh, 11. Shit. They didn't fucking call you till 1145. Right. And you got to drive your ass over there and then file a police report and do all that. You're not home till fucking what one. And then the next store, you know, store one Oh one has the same issue, but at three in the morning, I'm like, I don't know, dude. I don't know. I just, I think about those things. You know, now that I've ran successful businesses, I'm not, uh, uh, I don't want to say it. like I was never desperate, but like any idea seemed like a good idea back in the day. And now that I'm established, I'm kind of like, eh, like, eh, regardless how much money you can make open McDonald's, own a McDonald's. Eh, I don't think There's it's a, a lot, a lot more things behind it. That's for sure. Yeah. What about this one? Have you seen, I don't know if you've seen it or not, but, um, you can buy like a FedEx route for, I don't know if you ever seen it, like anywhere between 150,000 to 300 or 500,000. 
but you could make a lot of money if you buy out a FedEx route. Um, I I know I know very vaguely how that all works. Um, don't but... do it. Dude. Don't do it. Don't do it. No. Why? I know I know a guy that that has that that moved down here from New York with a shit ton of money, bought like six or seven routes because he could make all this money. Mm-hmm. And everything Nick just said about everything that can go wrong happens all the time to him. He'll hire a driver, $30 an hour, $40 an hour, whatever, and then the guys won't show up. So guess who's getting in the truck to do the route? Ah, oh, shit, got really? Five, he's got five routes. So each one of them runs till 7, 8, and 9 o'clock at night. And mm-hmm. they'll hire a driver, get him in there. Oh, yeah, you can make $2,000 a week if you work, blah, 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 blah. Works a week, doesn't show up the next week. So he's constantly looking for drivers. And like 30, yeah. 40 bucks to drive around a truck is good, but it's it's a lot. It's a lot of stops and a lot of like where I guess why people don't show up anymore. Yeah, if somebody paid me 40 bucks, I would work. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. One of my employees, he he was an ex FedEx driver and he he says like rolling up bounce houses and working for a bounce house business is so much easier than working for FedEx. He would teach me all. He actually taught me a lot of things. Like you don't ever want to take a left turn anywhere because it's slower because you got to wait at the lights. Oh yeah, yeah. They and, they always make a right turn, huh? So yeah, save they on plan the gas the route, or something like that. They, no, they plan their whole route out because you got to be super time efficient. Where mm. they plan it out where. You're only making right turns the entire time because if you get to a stoplight, you make a right turn. You don't have to go, pull up to the stoplight and then wait for the light to make a left turn. And That's crazy that you got to be that time efficient. He also taught me, which is if you don't take anything from this tonight, this is a very awesome thing that he taught me. And I taught my daughter and she loves it and she tells everyone and everyone's like, how did you know this? But when you go into any gated community, there's always this little thing that you can flip up. It like says fire on it. If you don't know the gate code, you flip that thing up. It's the gate code is written on there for the fire department. You can get into literally any gated community. You just lift that little flap up. It's it's everywhere because it's meant for like, if there's a fire, the fire department comes, they put their key in, but they also write the gate code right on it. So I don't even ask people like, What's your gate code? You pull up, you open the flap. It's written right there. I always thought it was like a, a like I didn't think an alarm went off, but yeah, I always thought I'm like, I never, t- I've never touched that thing. That's incredible. Oh, I lifted up all. I, my daughter loves that because she feels like she's so smart all the time with her friends or with anyone. She's like, I can find out your gate code, flip it up. It's right there, written all the time. That's funny. I just started. Uh, so I have like a note in my phone where I would record the gate codes as we would go in, you know, well, I mean, as I would go in, cause it's like super old. I used to do it back when it was like just me. And then I just like had the brilliant idea to move it over to the Google, the Google sheets um, notebook that I have shared with everybody that all the work goes on for the jump off and for, for let's get lit. I just made a new like section so that the guys can start recording them in there. But if they can just lift the freaking fire thing up, that's funny, dude. That oh, pe- customers, you don't want to admit it to a customer because they hate that. They think that like they're really secure. And because I've learned from a few times 
where they're like, how'd you get in? And I'm like, oh, I lifted the thing. It has your gate code. And they get really upset because they're like paying extra to live in a gated community where yep. people can't get in. So I noticed like, don't ever say like, oh yeah, it's just written right there. I tell my guys too. And I was like, don't tell anybody this. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, a lot of them around me, you can do seven, 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 seven. And that's like the uh, universal fire code it's like you can pull up and like if you didn't know it was in a gated community if they didn't check the box or whatever and put the thing then you can just do seven 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 and they'll whoop, you can go right in hmm. interesting yeah next time any of y'all go to a gated community look for that little thing flip it up promise the it. numbers there love it we'll love do. it love it Cool. All right. I think we should uh, call it a night. Not bad, dude. 930. Feel proud of myself. My wife thought I was going to get super wasted. So I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> I got shit to do tomorrow. So, anyways. All right. Well, we, we uh, can't, we can't end this until you start chugging some of that whiskey. I don't even, yeah. I, bro, I brought go, only go, 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 no. I brought only, go, go, only beers. On purpose, <laughs> and I didn't pregame like last week. I pregamed, like, uh, not because like I was stressed or whatever. I don't know why. I just like it felt right to fucking crack a beer at like five oh two, right? Show mm-hmm. didn't start till seven, and then I was already like a third of the way through a margarita when the show started. <laughs> it was all bad, dude. Oh, yeah. So, sheer beer, no pregame, so I'm good to go. Well, so good. Good. It's, it's been a right. plum pleasing pleasure as well as a privilege. Yes, dude. See you guys. So, all right. Thanks for Later. thanks for joining Later. us, fellas. Everybody, uh, listen on the podcast and uh, YouTube. Do this. Do the old subscribe thing. Love you guys. Peace. Later. See you. Later.